Emerging technologies are transforming the healthcare industry as we know it. Investors, say hello to HTech, a portfolio dedicated to capturing the significant growth potential of healthcare innovation. Learn more at roboglobal.com slash HTEC. Like that. That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Hello, kitties. Not just my kitties, you kitties out there watching us live. Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. It is a beautiful Wednesday. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family, girls' stretch jeggings just $12, and save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. As spring has finally sprung and so have my sinuses. It's an outrage. Luckily, I'm on heavy medication today. No CBDs. No OPPs. And none of that other crazy switching in the back stuff. Robin is here. Tony Bruno live. We are live in the wine cellar tonight. Or actually this afternoon. But in hockey, they always say tonight. You ever notice a, a game's played at 2 in the afternoon? But they're always conditioned to refer to the game as tonight instead of today. If it's a day game. They it just doesn't always make any say sense. T- no, but they, that's what but, they're uh, used to saying. Actually, Most of the I, games are I at understand night. that. And you probably understand it more than anybody. Because if you've been conditioned to say something like a phone number or a station for a really, really long time... It just pops into your head. Boom. Boom. We are here. We are live. And we want to welcome everybody on Twitch.tv, listening, watching, enjoying. We got so much stuff. And hope. And I was hoping to have a, uh, a uh, Skype session today because we set it up too late. Because the big story today is in the NBA. Not that it's the last day of the regular season, which it is tonight. And believe it or not, on the last night of the NBA season... There are three games on the schedule that will still have playoff implications because seeds one through five in the Eastern Conference are all set. And it's, a, it's, it's not a complicated formula like the stupid draft lottery where no one knows what really happens in the back room. But the NBA playoffs, Boston and the Pacers, that's already locked in. The Celtics will play the Indiana Pacers in the first round because seeds one through five are locked in. Seeds six, seven, and eight could all be switched around tonight or they could stay as they are because one team will get in. Miami was eliminated last night on the final night or the final home game because Miami's playing tonight their last game of the season. They're eliminated from the playoffs. But the Miami Heat eliminated are still playing tonight. That game doesn't really matter except for Detroit and Charlotte and the Nets all in play. The Nets are already in. But if the Nets beat Miami tonight, the Miami Heat in Brooklyn, 
They will clinch the sixth seed and play the 76ers in the first round of the playoffs because the Sixers are locked in at the three seed. They've been mailing it in the last couple of games. They mailed it in against last. everybody played last night. I think they had the ball boys play some minutes last night because obviously Joel Embiid's still resting and the Sixers will probably rest everybody tonight. So if you're going to the Sixers game, be ready to see a lot of backup guys playing. But hey, that's what happens. you got to play out the game. So the Sixers' final game tonight, they know they're the three seed, and they will play either the Nets or they could also wind up playing the Orlando Magic. That's how crazy this is. So Orlando can clinch the sixth seed tonight if the Nets lose and if the Pistons win at the Knicks. So the Detroit Pistons right now are in a good spot to make the play to uh, to make the last seed. I got it, Robin. Relax. Got to turn my phone off because I was prepping up until the last minute. People think I'm just mailing it in on Twitch. To- this is all the pr- this is all the prep that I did today for two hours before the show. So we don't just mail it in on this. We're not like NBA team. Oh, I mail it in. Just mailing it in. No, Robin doesn't mail it in. But as far as this kind of <laughs> extensive preparation involving statistics and all the important things, that's not your job. It's my job. Correct. So here it is. Detroit and Charlotte. The Pistons win at the Knicks tonight. The Pistons are the eight seed. They're in the playoffs. Charlotte needs to win at home against Orlando tonight and Detroit to lose. So Charlotte really has a tough task because all the Detroit Pistons have to do is win their game and they will be the eight seed and they will play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, the number one seed. So Milwaukee could play either Detroit, the eighth seed, or Charlotte, as I mentioned. The Pistons could move up to the seventh seed. First of all, they get get into the playoffs, but they could also be moved up to the seventh seed and the Magic will fall to eight. In the scenario, if Orlando Orlando can clinch the sixth if the Nets lose and the Pistons win at the Knicks. We know that. So Orlando can become the sixth seed tonight. Uh, the Bucks will play either Detroit or Charlotte based on what happens tonight. So Milwaukee doesn't know who they're playing yet. The Sixers more than likely will play the new uh, Brooklyn Nets. I still call them the New Jersey Nets because I'll always call them the New Jersey Nets. So the Sixers could play either the Nets or... They could wind up playing, let's see, who would be the other team? I got so many notes here. The Nets right now look like the team unless the Nets move up or move down. You following me? Thank you. Now, the other big, big, big story, big, is Magic Johnson. And I know Magic Johnson, and I've known him for a long time, and when he came into the league with Larry Bird, they reinvigorated the National Basketball Association setting the stage for the Michael Jordan era and everything that's come since then. But Magic Johnson and Larry Bird from their collegiate days at Michigan State for Magic Johnson and, of course, Larry Bird at Indiana State, they came in and the NBA blew up. The NBA was good. They took it to the next level. Then Magic Johnson had an unbelievable Hall of Fame career with the Lakers, right. one of the all-time greatest players, Lock I Hall finally, of Fame. I got to meet him at the Pump Foundation, one of those. Absolutely. Magic is a guy who's has so many business affiliations, movie theaters. He's involved in everything. And obviously went through the HIV incident back in the 90s. And miraculously, you know, is cured, has gone on to be an icon in the NBA, an icon in Los Angeles. And so this season, Magic Johnson was brought in by Jeannie Buss, a good friend 
who basically took over the control of the team, and she said, I need to bring somebody in here to run this thing. I need somebody who's going to be a basketball operations guy. So Magic is always hanging around games, and he loves hanging around games because he's a Laker. But then the problem happened. Magic Johnson was given the job as the president of basketball operations, meaning that he had total control over player movement, signing free agents. He obviously helped lure LeBron James to Los Angeles when LeBron James was out there, you know, keeping Sixer fans and all these other teams thinking that he was going to go to their team. Right. And obviously he chose the Lakers because it's, it's L.A. And the Lakers didn't have a lot of good pieces around him. So that's another issue, whether LeBron James wasted a year of his career deciding to go to Los Angeles. But the story now is Magic Johnson. And here's the thing that really, and he can do whatever he wants. I'm not telling him he made the wrong decision. But some of the things he said, first of all, the way he did it is probably the most cowardly thing you can do as an employee leaving a job. Jeannie Buss gave him the job. Right. Jeannie Buss loves Magic Johnson. Everybody loves Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson says he loves Jeannie Buss. So what does he do yesterday before the Lakers game? He goes out at Staples Center and decides to have an impromptu news conference where he tells the media and anybody who will listen that he is packing it in as the Lakers executive president of basketball operations. He didn't even tell Jeannie Buss, the woman who hired him. She found out just like everybody else did, by hearing that Magic Johnson was making an announcement. Here's the best part. He says he loves Jeannie Buss, but he couldn't face her and tell her because we love each other so much. So you love your boss so much that you can't go in and tell her first, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I appreciate the opportunity. You gave me total control. But she didn't even go in and tell her. I know, it's so how, rude. How, he called her his sister. And that doesn't even go in and tell her? And she finds out through the media? That's lame, Magic. I'm sorry. That's just flat-out lame. So anyway, and the reasons why Magic Johnson went on and on and on about it last night is he said that he liked being around the Lakers. But when he became the president, you got to make trades and things like that. And when you make trades, you're not happy. First of all, does he not know? He was a coach, and he wasn't a very good coach for it short period of time that he coached the Lakers. Right. He's great at everything else. His outside business interest, the two things he's bad at, well, basketball he was great at. Being a businessman, he's terrific at. But being an NBA coach as one of the great players, epic fail. And now being the president of the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the most prestigious jobs in the NBA, if not all of sports, he didn't like having to be the president because it means making trades and having to make a decision on whether or not you're going to keep or fire Luke Walton, your head coach. Imagine taking a job. Imagine being a business leader where you have to hire and fire people all the time, right? You, you open a movie theater, you know, you have people hiring ushers and things of that nature. Right. But you're still the boss, man. You've got to make the tough decision. You've got to sign on the dotted line. You've got to say, no, I'm not, I'm not taking you as the concessionaire at my movie theater. I've got to say no to you and say. So if you can do that in a private sector, and the NBA is the private sector as well. But you can't take the job and realize that the job of president of basketball operations entails things like hiring coaches, trading players, cutting players, making draft picks, schmoozing LeBron James, and all the other stuff. <laughs> and the other thing he said he didn't like, he couldn't tweet. 
<laughs> because here's a, and, and this is a legitimate reason. I'm not ripping magic for this. Because the reason he says he couldn't tweet, for example, Russell Westbrook the other night had a monster game, and any players, because Magic loves basketball players, and he loves great basketball players. Right. And so when a basketball player uh, has a major accomplishment, he would like to tweet them out and give them some love. And he said he couldn't even do that because he would be accused of tampering with Russell Westbrook because he's the boss man. So if you start saying nice things about other, remember the Lakers got in trouble for tampering earlier in the year and right. they got fined. So if you're the guy in charge of a basketball team and you're trying to lure other players to come and play for your team, you know, the good players, right. the Russell Westbrooks, Anthony Davis, you name them because they got in trouble for Anthony Davis because they were assuming that they were going to get Anthony Davis to help LeBron. They didn't get him. It became a public spectacle. And so then LeBron didn't like the fact that he couldn't tweet out love to other players because he's the boss of the Lakers. That's understandable. But that's, that's part of your job. You know, it would be like if I were in charge of the Philadelphia Eagles and I would be tweeting out uh, good things about uh, Dallas Cowboy players. You can do that. But when you're in charge, the whole tampering thing comes into play. So Magic Johnson, A, did not like the fact that he'd have to trade players because it's not fun trading players. No kidding. It's never fun trading players. That's what makes Work you a boss. Work is hard, Tony. Work is hard. And the bottom line is this. Magic Johnson can do whatever he wants. I'm not telling him he did the wrong thing. I'm just saying that it surprises me that a guy who's as smart as Magic Johnson, a guy who has the basketball acumen, who every player likes and wants to be around, couldn't coach in the league, and now couldn't make it as the president of the Lakers. And now people are crying in L.A., about LeBron James made the wrong decision and he wasted a year of his life. And you know who's really going to be pissed off at all this? The Sixer fans. Because last year, when Magic, when LeBron was doing his, I'm coming to Philly and yeah, I like it. My kids are going to go to this school. Remember that whole ordeal? Oh, he was seen up in the, in the ritzy, shitsy suburbs of Philadelphia, taking his kid, looking around for great private schools to yeah. attend his kid. And that's what players do. And so then all the Phillies fans, the Sixer fans, get all excited. LeBron's going to come here, man. He's got, look, look at the nucleus the Sixers have. The Lakers didn't have a nucleus. And then they traded away a couple of their good players, D'Angelo Russell, which was a horrific move for the Lakers. And now they got a crap roster. And they got a coach who's probably going to be fired. And the, the, the Lakers are in worse shape now than they were five years ago. And they were bad. They've been bad. Now with LeBron basically being a non-entity for a team that has been a disaster. And I know LeBron's been hurt and all that other stuff. But the bottom line, LeBron, basketball-wise, made a bad move. LeBron, business-wise, made a great move. Because you see it. We were in L.A. last month, a month and a half ago. Billboards everywhere. You can't walk anywhere without seeing LeBron posters jumping out at you. Right. It's, it's a major coup to get LeBron James. But it's not really a coup if you're the Lakers. And that's the problem with the NBA and one of my big... Not that players don't have the right to go wherever they want. It's players like Anthony Davis, one of the young, most likable stars in the NBA, who now all of a sudden, who, by the way, has time left on his contract, so he's not a free agent. You can't, he can't go out and diss the city of New Orleans, which drafted him, embraced him, and loved him. Now, apparently, he doesn't want to play there because he had teams during the year tampering, like the Lakers, trying to get him to go to their team. So he wore yesterday. You know what he wore to his final home game of the season? What? 
a T-shirt that said, that's all, folks. Now, that's funny if you're a free agent and you're sending the message to the fans who've been supporting you that you're a free agent and you're probably not going to come back here, right? Right. Why would you wear that shirt? Why would you wear a shirt that says, that's all, folks, if you are still property? And again, property not in a slavery term, but you're under contract to the New Orleans Pelicans, right? They're, they may tra- He basically wants them to trade him. Right. And so what do you say to your fan base that's embraced you? What do you say to the city of New Orleans? This is why I don't take sides when it comes to players versus fans. Fans go and they put their hard-earned money on the line. They go out to be entertained. They want to have a chance to win. But that's why only certain franchises will win in the NBA. Now, to their credit, the Milwaukee Bucks are one of those smaller market franchises. You know, they got the Greek freak who's probably going to be the MVP, if not James Harden. And they get a guy and they can build around him and then players will go and play with him. Right. So Milwaukee's in the mix. The Knicks, for some reason, are always in the mix, even though they stink, because they play in New York. The Lakers, it doesn't matter whether they stink or not. People are going to go play for the Lakers. LeBron did it. And LeBron made a mistake, in my opinion. Because there's no way the Lakers are going to become a great team next year. They're in total disarray. I love Jeannie Buss. I've known her a long time. She's one of my good friends. But, I mean, and she tried to do the right thing by bringing in Magic Johnson. And it didn't work. And that, 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 that happens. It doesn't work in a lot of places. But when you've got players dictating where they want to go when they're not free to go, you know, it's like me signing a contract with one company and then me going out publicly and saying, yeah, you know, I have two years left on my contract here, but I'm dabbling with some other teams. I'm, I'm dabbling with some other radio networks or companies. You can't do that. You can't do that in the private sector. You can't do that in, in politics. You can resign in politics, but you can't say, hey, I'm, I'm a congressperson right now. I'm going to be a... You can say that, but then you have to run for a Senate seat. You just don't go from Congress to Senate. There's a process involved. And what Anthony Davis is doing, and he's getting bad advice, obviously, from his agent, because his agent is saying, hey, man, you know, teams would take you in a heartbeat. Look at the Lakers wanted you. Look at all these other teams that would take you because you're a great player, Great personality, a guy that's beloved by all, and now wearing a T-shirt in New Orleans. And what happens if they can't trade him? What happens if New Orleans doesn't make a deal that benefits the franchise? Because their management has to think about the team. Anthony Davis is part of their team. He's forcing their hand to trade him. And that, to me, even if you can understand it, you're basically telling a franchise, sorry, you guys are going to be losers, and I'm going to go somewhere else where I can win. Yeah. And that's, that's fine if you're a free agent. Then you test the market. And then if the team that has you doesn't want to keep you, then you, just, like, just like Bryce Harper, you know, the, the Washington Nationals did not make a move to keep him there. I think it's, it's one thing to do it behind closed doors with management, but it's another thing to do it out in the public because you are dissing the fans. Exactly. And that's who, that's who pays your salary, okay? And I, I'm speaking up for the fans now because – a lot of fans get sucked into this whole fantasy and, you know, the lake. there's only three or four teams that can win an NBA championship. I mean, the playoffs are going to start uh, by next week. And how many, cha- how many teams literally have a chance to win? You know, obviously the Golden State Warriors right. are number one. Last year, the Boston Celtics looked good, and now they're, they're not exactly beating the doors down. I mean, the East is up for grabs. Toronto's good. Milwaukee's good. You know, the Sixers are good. But who knows? But it's not... The, the, the bottom line is there's maybe four teams in the entire NBA that have a chance to win the championship. 
You could say that about other sports, but in other sports, at least teams who are not picked to be the best at the beginning of the year have a chance to make it. Virginia, you look at the NCAA tournament. That's the biggest crapshoot. One and done. You can play an entire great season, and you can lose in one playoff game in the sweet in the original field of 64, and you're done. So you got to win every game when you're in the postseason in college football, in college basketball, and in the NFL, or anywhere else. In the NBA, you play a series. My point is, players have to respect the league and the fans. I get it. You want to be in it for yourself, and you want to play with the best teams. But in no other league, more than Major League Baseball, more than the NBA, I should say, do players dictate to their bosses what they want done. And if you want to work in that world, then don't then sign a one-year contract. But players don't want to sign one-year contracts. Right. You know why? Because they want the guaranteed long And who doesn't? Who doesn't want to? Well, they look? want both. They want the security of a long-term contract just in case they're happy. But then they want to be able to get out of their contract without any consequences um, when they feel they want to go somewhere else. Exactly. But here's the thing. And the thing about the NBA contracts is they're all guaranteed. If somebody gives you, somebody says we're going to pay you $150 million, if you never play a game for them, you're going to get that $150 million. That doesn't work that way in all those sports. The NFL is the worst. I mean, they'll sign guys to contracts, and now guys make sure that they get, their, they get a nice big signing bonus up front because you, these 10-year ridiculous amount of money contracts are never paid out in the NFL for the most part because players don't stay that long, and teams move the money around to get under the salary cap that they don't have to worry about. By the way, you can hear the trash is coming. Our uh, Philadelphia trash trucks are making their appearance at 1224 Eastern Time. City if living at, home. at its finest. If you had Philadelphia trash department arriving before 1230, you win. They usually come earlier. They must be, you know, the weather's nice. Those guys are chilling somewhere. You know, they stop on a corner, have a cigarette, maybe smoke a joint. Okay, but Just they work hard. I'm not knocking these guys. No, they, they probably started like 5 a.m. or something crazy. But we have a small... See, in our street, we have a smaller trash truck because the big trash trucks don't fit, so they're smaller ones. Did you know there's different size trash trucks? Uh, yeah. The I ones know. on major streets are the bigger ones. <laughs> but these guys work hard. I'm not they blaming work, them. No, they work really, really hard. It's the slobs who live in the neighborhood who just, you know, instead of having a recycling container, they put it in paper bags. Like our neighbors had a big party over the weekend, a bunch of young girls and boys. yes. Kids, you know, 20-somethings. What are they, millennials or hipsters? Uh, it's hard to differentiate anymore for me. Well, I think hipsters are millennials, but right. not all millennials are hipsters. That's perfect. That's exactly, you're exactly right. Let me give Boom. you the first roaring round of applause. Speaking of applause, yes. I really want to thank everybody that's uh, logging in. Um, and De, DeMaco215, um, he has... His uh, job blocks Twitch, so he remoted into his home computer just to be able to listen to us. Let me give him, before I, I'll give you and him a combined roaring round of applause right now. And we want to thank IceDog1015, our very first subscriber. Yes. Now that we have the subscription option available. Beautiful. Now, um, IceDog, I don't know, I, I believe that you're active on Twitch anyway, so you probably have subscriptions elsewhere. Does he have a subscription to uh, any major publications? I have to play, fade it down myself. Ron. Yes, you, you like do. That? I do. I can do that now. I know. Now, now that you we have... we got everything working. Now, Robin's been working. <laughs> Yesterday after the show, 
She basically spent the rest of the day and night down here making sure everything was perfect. Yeah, I was. I was. I came up and I was like all dizzy because I. Let me give you a roaring round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) But we have. um, We got call. We got uh, Grant Bixenden from Nebraska. Hello. You know, I wish I could actually make the chat room on my screen a little bit larger because these words are so teeny even with my glasses on but um um we have the subscription option is now available oh it is yes so anybody that wants to subscribe if you have amazon prime and you have not subscribed elsewhere, you get one free subscription per month. And you have to redo it every month. So right. it normally it costs four ninety nine for a subscription. Yeah, four dollars and ninety nine. Yeah, not four hundred ninety nine dollars. Although some people, if they want to pay that, <laughs> no, they, they can send that free. to me. No, in a separate. Uh, just send it me in small bills. I will not launder it like the uh, those Hollywood chicks, like Lori Laughlin did, laundering their money to get to make sure their kids go to a, a, a crew. A, a, regatta team or a crew team at USC without never even having been in a boat before. So what they did is they paid the guy, the, the guy who was setting all this up, they would send him the money and he would put it in a bogus charity. Right. And they would count it as a charitable deduction when therefore he was then using it as payoffs to these coaches at these various schools that allowed these kids to come in yeah. on different athletic uh, achievements. And the thing is, is that, like, I mean, I know that, um, what's the other gal's name uh, that was the other actress? Felicity Felic- Huffman. Felicity Huffman. They're putting her in the same category whenever they talk about the situation. And yes, what she did was wrong as well, but they are definitely not in the same category because it was the $15,000 um, versus $500,000 and oh yeah Lauren Laughlin's a scumbag I mean there's no doubt about that and that she's indignant about it she's she's flipping about it at least Felicity Huffman did the smart thing legally because I've heard lawyers talk about this she pled guilty when you plead guilty you you don't have to go through the process of going through a trial and then being being uh, convicted because then you do a longer term most people who cop a plea have some sort of a deal I hope she keeps fighting it and I hope that they Throw the book at her, and you're talking her- about Lori Laughlin. Yeah. yeah, no, Felicity Huffman has ple- has pled guilty to the charges. When you plead guilty, you work it out. The lawyers work it out, and you get off right. with a with a lower See? sentence. But if you don't plead, if you plead innocent or not guilty, you're saying I'm going to take this to court and let the court system decide. And if you lose, you may go to jail for 20 years. And you know what? At this point, it's it with her. With um, not with Felicity Huffman, but with Lori Laughlin, to me, it is the ultimate entitlement attitude. Of course, you're rich. Rich people all do that. And so she feels like I'm not going to go to jail. I'm especially I, I when they have kids who are slouches. I don't need this. They have kids who are slouches. Lori Laughlin's daughter is some Instagram star. She's obviously a dunce if you listen to her talk. But it doesn't matter if you're a dunce anymore. If you can pimp something on Instagram, God bless her. So then, why would her mother bother getting her in school? When she's much better off just going on Instagram and appealing to the nitwits who watch her and want to pay for her makeup. God, I mean, she could do whatever she wants. Going to college was an absolute waste. So her mother really put her career on, on in jeopardy because of her daughter who really didn't want to go to school anyway. Because it's a, it's a status thing. You, know, you don't want to be a big Hollywood celebrity and say, yeah, my daughter's a deadbeat. She, she's, not even a, she's not even a deadbeat. She's just a, she's just a child who is... 
Well, lost. The, and also the difference is that Felicity Huffman's daughter did not know anything about it, supposedly, which I kind of believe because it was just about, it, the old that what she paid fifteen thousand dollars for was help in proctoring the SAT test, and I could see a child not knowing about that because you're you're taking the test, and then it, you know, so it's it's somebody that's overseeing it, and you know. Maybe you don't. No, that's still wrong too. It is. It's absolutely especially these kids who have really low SAT scores, and then they're getting into great schools because somebody paid somebody off. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm saying that's still wrong, and she deserves to have the consequences happen to her, and she's taken full responsibility of it. Whereas Lori Loughlin, there would have been interviews, there would have been all sorts of things with those two girls having to pretend, having to take pictures that they were supposed rowing stars. Um, to be on crew teams, so they were fully aware. Of course of they what were. Their mother was doing. Of course they were. And the daughter, as I said, Lori Laughlin's daughter is beyond reprehensible to me. And that's the that's the she's 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 the victim of rich parents who don't care and let their kids do what they want. And in, the, in her case, in Lori Laughlin's daughter's case, she didn't need to go to college, but no. she wanted to go to her mother. Her mother and father wanted her to go to college. So they were willing to put all this stuff. Now Laurie Laughlin, at least in the Hallmark movie, she can do women in prison movies on Hallmark. Christmas in prison with Laurie Laughlin, where she gets conjugal visits from her Italian husband and her daughters stand around and watch. That'll be a great Hallmark movie, won't it? Yes. Because she's, like a, she's one of the big Hallmark movie actresses, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I think she has stock in Hallmark. Well, that stock's going down, baby. <laughs> and Felicity Hoffman had a Netflix movie that she was working on right. that they put on hold now. Yeah. But you know what'll happen. They'll eventually get their movies back. Well, even the when daughter. People get, when you get punished for something, you shouldn't have your life ended. Lori Laughlin's daughter had a Sephora contract that was getting ready, and it was put on hold, but that didn't last long. It would just got approved now. Exactly. Because it, when somebody sees you on Instagram, especially NBA players who are now, Instagram models were created for one thing, primarily is to try to lure rich athletes into checking you out and then asking you out on a date. And you look around. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but that's why these women are on Instagram. You see all these women with beautiful bodies and bathing suits. They're all dating ballers because they know ballers are on Instagram checking out women. I don't think that's the only reason, though, because there's a lot of those Instagram models that make lots of Of course. I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying many of them who are hot. You know, it used to be you had to go pose in Playboy. To be recognized. And then people would say, oh, yeah, she was a Playboy centerfold. Or she was in Playboy. You don't even need it because Playboy pretty much is non-existent. Now you're an Instagram model. You're really hot. You go on Instagram, you could become a superstar just because you're gorgeous. Well, Nasta Ed says that he would watch that particular show. You mean Ed Nasta? Well, but on on Twitch, he is Nasta Ed. Oh, not Master Ed. (laughs) That's his rap nickname, I think. Actually, yeah. I think you should change it. Master Ed. Master Ed. And of course, you know, you don't need, not everybody needs to go to college. No. Not, not, some people are better off because they get, they go into college, get into a major that gets them nothing other than, you know, you get a BS in, uh, in sociology. What the hell is that going to, what kind of job are you going to get? Here's what needs to change. And I truly, there are so many jobs out there that you really don't need a college education for to be able to do the job, but just to get your foot in the door with a resume, you have to say, you have to show that you have a college degree. That needs to go away. 
you should not have resumes. Requ- I mean, uh, you should not have job descriptions requiring. It depends on the job. But my does, point is, I mean, many of the college majors now that people get BSs in, BAs in, they're worthless. Yeah. And then you have that college loan to pay back. And so you got to go get stupid. a job and be able to pay back these crooked loans that the government funds and that the, the, the colleges get away with. They don't take any losses. You know, if a kid goes to college and he drops out in two years, the college has already collected two years' worth of money to educate well, that kid. Well, let me give you uh, an example. Um, over the years, when I was looking at radio jobs, almost every single producer-type job required you to have at least a BA right. in something. And it didn't matter what. It didn't even have to be journalism, radio, or anything. It had, you had to have a BA and, I have a BS in multiple uh, topics. And you had to have... And a PhD um, in bullshit. Like, you had to have experience. Right. To me, the BA doesn't mean anything. Right. Because it didn't matter what you had a BA in. To me, the experience was what it was important. They should just do away with having to have that college degree. No, I mean, they shouldn't do away with it because it helps, because it means you've no. actually gone to classes. So what? And if it's a job that requires that you can learn... You, like, you can learn... Radio. Look at Luigi, right? That's what Luigi was was working in the medical profession, and he didn't want to do that anymore. So he would come to our remotes, come to shows, because that's what he wanted to do. It was his passion. And so we we said, hey, don't go to a broadcasting school and spend twenty thousand dollars. You're not really going to learn anything there, for the most part. Right. Get yourself in a position where you're an intern. So he was an intern for us, and a lot of people start this way. They become interns, then they get a shot maybe on the air to do some updates, sports updates. And, and many of them move up the food chain. That's how it works. Some of the best program directors, best people in radio, started out just as interns. And they moved their way up the food chain. Do they have to have PhDs? No. Do they have to have journalism degrees? Do they have to have uh, journalism or, or what's the other thing I took? Uh, political science knowledge? No. I mean, I have political science, uh, engineering my backgrounds are all... I had an F, FCC license where I was technically an engineer. Right. I had a political science background. So am I a political scientist now? I, I guess if AOC is, is considered a, uh, an economist because she took... A couple of economy co- No, she, she majored in it. She has a degree. Does that make her an economist? No, that means that she's somebody who went to college and studied e- the econ- economics. I went to stu- school and studied political science and journalism. So I'm a journalist... And I'm a political scientist, if everybody wants to play that card. And you can. The point is, I always, I've been saying this for decades. Maybe you, maybe you shouldn't go to college. I've always joked about welding. And that's not a joke, because welders are legit, and they make good money. Some people should take, learn a trade. You know, I could have done construction. I, could have been, I wanted to be an architect when I was younger, because I was doing construction, and I was looking at doing manual labor now, and then eventually, I'll move up and start doing drawings. And I did, I did renderings of houses and stuff. I could have done that and pursued that. But there was too much math involved. And then I became bored. And then I pursued, I, I was interested in art, construction, and radio. But radio was my passion. So I pursued that all the way to the end, and it worked out for me. But other people don't know what they want to do. They go to college with no idea. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Most people don't know. Most people don't find out when they're 13 what they really want to do with their lives. Some people know at an early age, and they pursue it and go after it. And you have to have education to do that. Because in this situation, I I couldn't get into radio without an education, 
without any journalism background, without any political science background. Your employer wants to know. It's not just about, I didn't even have a pretty voice. So well, it's all yeah, a, you did. No, I, I, my voice, I trained myself to have a pretty voice. You train it. Yeah, but you, all, you always, even from birth, you had that deep voice. But see, that's not important anymore. And that's the good thing for modern-day young people. You don't have to have a beautiful voice. You don't have to have multiple degrees to do this. You don't have to have any. You can, do, you can, have, you can have your own channel on Twitch if you have something to say and people are willing to see you say it. So that's, and I'm not saying people on Twitch aren't educated. I'm saying that there, there are so many opportunities for people to pursue things without having a master's degree or a PhD. Those people are doctors and lawyers and all the you know, heads of state. That's different. But when you're doing basic stuff and you're going to college for four years and then you're graduating in debt and still don't know what you totally want to wrong. do years after and you take a job as a waiter mm-hmm. or you take a job as a bartender, there's nothing wrong with those jobs, but the people who go to college to get their degrees aren't thinking about right. that job as their future. Unless I, you start in a restaurant like my son did. My son started out in a restaurant, then he became manager of a Chuck E. Cheese. Right. So he's but in the he food had, service industry. But he went to school for art, for pottery. Exactly, as an art degree Rich. at the Philadelphia College of Art. What the hell was he thinking? And then he realized after a while that anybody can get a kiln and play Ghost in the Background and the Righteous Brothers... And lean over the, uh, lean over the. What do you call it when you're spinning it? When you're when you're uh, throwing, when throw, you're throwing clay. Oh yes, that's what it's called. And they call it throwing. Yes. And when you're making vases. And it's called uh, what is that? The, the, the it's a wheel, but it's the called wheel, uh, the pottery wheel. Pottery wheel, and he's got a kiln. I got him a kiln, which he still uses. But you're not, you know, there's a ten billion pieces of pottery out there. Unless you could come up with one piece that's like astounding and everybody wants it and it becomes collectible like most artists who are, are really really good it's a tough job so is the restaurant business he started off waiting tables at Chuck E. Cheese and then he moved up and became manager of a Chuck E. Cheese then he became a regional manager so you can move up and now he owns his own business so you don't have to have an art degree you can have an art degree that he does and not wind up doing anything in the art world right because there may not be an opportunity for you. Me, like, if you wanted to become a pottery uh, special, like be able to art mm-hmm. with pottery, you should just take classes. Don't don't go to college for it. Don't waste your money on going to college. Wait a minute, did you see it. the pieces that he's done? They're beautiful, but he could have you done that the, with like you a. You see the the, the ink pa- paintings that he's done. I could take them and sell them for at least three, four, five dollars, <laughs> and have to add a copy of Madden 05 autographed. To get that. By the way, I want to thank Collins21 for the bits. Um, I'm still getting used to how this all works, but I believe that that's what that means when it has a little flashy thing that says 50. I believe those are 50 bits that were just given to us. No! Yeah! Now, bits, for those of you who are new and who do not know, if you're new to Twitch, um, it is how you thank us, and you can either purchase or earn bits by watching commercials uh, on... Uh, on Twitch TV. So right. whenever you see them, if you watch them, there are different ways of earning bits. And they mean nothing to you, but to us, it is how you pay us for doing this for you every single day for free. And you're not even taking money out of your pocket. No. Exactly. What better way to do what, what better way to grease your friends hey, and family? John Raider 25. Oh, I miss our Raider fans. Exactly. We now find that our, hopefully everybody will be finding us again. Uh, John Raider 25 says, Hi, Tony and Robin. First time, long time. 
beautiful. Well, if it's first time, it's first time here. Not I first time, long time. That's what the judge said uh, <laughs> to Craig Carton, who's a friend. I and I saw that story the other day when he was sentenced for the ticket scam and the money laundering, and he had a gambling problem, obviously. But I've known Craig for a long time. But the judge, when he went in to face sentencing, the first thing she said to him, First time, long First time, time long time. I know. Wow. I know. That's that means she was at least a fan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she cut him a little bit of slack because it was first time, I long don't time. Know. You know, and the thing with with so many people out there do not have any sympathy for Craig. And I think the the thing for me is that gambling is an addiction, just like yes. drug addiction, just like sex addiction, anything that you are addicted to that that overtakes your life. He has ruined his marriage. He has ruined his career. Job, career. Exactly. He's ruined everything. And if you think that that is a choice, that somebody is choosing to do that, I think that he was in a position that allowed him to feel that he didn't need help sooner. He was. It, it happened to Pete Rose. I mean, yeah. Pete Rose is one of the all time greatest players, but he got involved in gambling. And when he became a manager, he thought because he knew more than anybody else that he would be able. To, to make bets, he bet on tracks. He bet on everything, P. Rose. He bet on everything. But the baseball thing destroyed his career, and that's why he's not in the Hall of Fame and probably will never. We always talk about the steroid era, guys. Will they ever get in? Do they have to wait a certain period of time before they get in? P. Rose is never going to get in. And he, you, you say, well, like he broke the rules. Using steroids was breaking the rules. But we, we, we compartmentalize what we think is worse. Gambling is now worse than jacking your body up and risking your life and risking your future to make money now by being all roided up in that yeah. era of baseball when all these guys were roided up. And now, you know, they're being held accountable. Not only are they being held accountable in the Hall of Fame, they're being held accountable in life because we've seen it in the NFL over the years, guys who did steroids who died very young, died in their 40s and early 50s because of steroid abuse. Lyle Alzado, the list goes on and on and on. So... Addiction is bad no matter what it is. And you're right, Robin. Gambling addiction, people don't realize as you get behind, you may have a great job. You're on a national morning radio and TV show, and you think, what could go wrong? Everything's peachy keen. Look at the perfect life. And then you get yourself involved with gambling, and you think you know more than the next person because you're on the air doing a sports show. Right. And then you realize, and then you get in trouble with guys that, you know, you're betting ten, twenty thousand $20,000. And before long, you're a, you're a debt to somebody. Right. And, and you, you find a way to get out. And, and unfortunately, Craig's way to get out was selling illegal tickets and scamming people. A and big old Ponzi scheme. Exactly. And I think that he also in some way thought that he would have access to um, people and things that would make him be able to. I don't think he ever set out to truly defraud anybody. I think that in his mind, he was like, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. Mm -hmm. And... And that's the end. By the way, Ed Nass is going back to work. By the way, I hope Ed saw us on Twitch with all the, the – he's the gentleman, our good friend, too, yes. who gave us all these wine uh, boxes. Yeah, actually, you can see it on the, and behind me as well. Um, this behind me is a door panel to an the electrical, electrical – Yeah, the electrical boxes box. in there. But Robin crafted those beauties so that now it looks like a bunch of wine. Look at that. So can you see We should do a, a home improvement show. We have a lot of our video. We're going to start posting a lot of our videos of, of our home renovation. Because of all the things, people are more impressed. Not that we talk on the radio. People are more impressed that for people that talk on the radio, we're pretty damn handy around the house. I mean, we did this entire basement ourselves other than the concrete pour and dig out. Mm -hmm. We did the entire kitchen 
We've done everything in this house ourselves, electrical, plumbing, you name it, sheetrock, tile work. There isn't one cement work. There isn't one craft that I have not mastered. Not completely mastered, but I'm good enough to do with confidence. I'm trying to think of anything that I would say, oh, well, no, there was one thing. You could have done it probably. What's that? But there was one thing in this house that I said, I put my foot down and I said, no, you, we are hiring somebody to do it. The and concrete, that was, yeah. That was I the, mean, I could have done the concrete pour. The underpinning. But was, the, ex, yeah, the, yeah. the excavation work and to get the dirt out of here right. and have people getting one, it out. it was back-breaking labor. Absolutely. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to hear you complaining about your back every single day after you do that digging. And two, I wanted to be able to hire somebody that had insurance. Because, you know, if you do it wrong and the house falls down, kind of important. Exactly. No, I, everything I do is is to code. I don't do any – everything I, – I always, I always buy the best materials – I'll buy more. I'll buy stuff that's better than I'm supposed to have. I don't go on the cheap. No. Everything we've done in this house, plumbing, electrical, gas lines, you name it, water lines, right. the sewer system. But even, like, thanks to Ed, we didn't have to pay for these wine boxes, um, but that would be considered repurposing. Absolutely. Repurposing, and that was cheap. Um, very inexpensive way to do it. I just had a little bit of uh, black paint that I made a stain with. It wasn't even a real stain. And I stained them, and boom. So all you HDTV, HGTV, and DIY people, up yours. We could do it, too. We should have our own damn show. Yeah, actually, but I don't James, work Dolan, that hard. Uh, James Dolan 13 says, this old wine cellar with Tony and Robin. Exactly. We should be doing that. We may have to do like a, uh, a home improvement segment once a week. Like a separate segment from our daily Twitch show, which we're doing Monday to Friday, 1 to 3, every Monday through Friday. And then during the football season, we'll be cranking it up on Sundays, too. And we'll be doing a lot of special events, too. We may be doing a very special Cinco de Mayo show. We did one last year. Right. Cinco de Mayo is on a Sunday this year. Remember, last year, it's always on May 5th, but it's not, it's not always on the same day. So Cinco de Mayo is on a Sunday this year. Last year, Cinco de Mayo was on a Saturday which means it was Cinco de Mayo and Kentucky Derby Day the same day. Right, and now it's separated by right, one Right, because the Derby is always on Saturday. The date is different. This year, the date of the Derby is May 4th. Last year, it happened to be the 5th, but now Cinco de Mayo. So Kentucky der Derby Day Saturday, Cinco de Mayo on Sunday. You know what we should definitely do is we should have a Derby watching Party. party? Yeah, so so we can invite a few people over. It's like a sex party. It only lasts two minutes, and then everybody goes home. <laughs> Well, hopefully it lasts a little longer. Well, no, I mean just the I mean all the there's a lot of foreplay, but then there, then it's the fastest yes, two minutes in sports. It is. It's sort of like sex for a lot of people. There's massive foreplay, but then it's the that fastest two minutes in sex. Foreplay is so freaking important. Absolutely, it is. Foreplay for many cases in many cases is more important than the finished product. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I would say that they were equal. They were equally important. I hear you. I, I hear you too, AI. Happy. <laughs> All right, let me get back to some of the other stuff. I gave you the NBA breakdown. Dwayne Wade last night, final home game in Miami, 30 points against the Sixers. Everybody played in that game, and it was happy. It was great to see Dwayne Wade go out. on. He jumped up on the scorer's table, grabbed the mic, told everybody he loved him in Wade County. You get it? Wade County? Dwayne Wade, Robin? I get it. See, I Miami's not in. There is no Wade County in Miami. It's Miami. It's uh, Anyway... 
And then Dirk Nowitzki was his last home game last night for the Dallas Mavericks. 21 years in the NBA. And there were thoughts that he was going to come back for another year, but he announced yesterday, last night after that last game in Dallas, that that was it. He scored 30 also in his finale at home. And Dwayne Wade in his finale at home scored 30 points. And Miami has one more game, and that's tonight in a game that doesn't matter because the Miami Heat have been eliminated from the playoffs, even though they won last night. All right, we got other stuff. We got lawsuits to talk about today. Two really interesting lawsuits. One involves Lenny Dykstra, former Met and former Philly. No. Yes. And there's a, there's a baseball fan suing a baseball team update. And this That's one's very interesting because most fans who sue teams mm-hmm. don't win because of the disclaimer on the bottom of a ticket. On the Major League Baseball ticket stub, it says, Bearer of ticket assumes all risks and dangers incidental to the game and thus release the team and Major League Baseball from liability. Okay. But remember, teams have had to change rules like a hockey the woman died with a hockey puck, so what did they do? They obviously had to take care of the family because a hockey puck flying is part of the game, right? Right. But because of the outcry that somebody actually died by getting hit by a puck, they put netting now around the entire hockey rink to prevent that from happening again. So the sport, the sport leagues are liable to some extent. Nobody goes to a sporting event expecting to die. Exactly. Whether it's a baseball game or, you know, where there's project, nobody... It, Footballs don't hurt anybody because the footballs don't go into the stands with the velocity of a Major League Baseball or a hockey puck. Baseball has changed a lot, too. Look at the netting they have now down the baselines. It used to be, you know, screaming foul balls would go back high and people would catch them because they weren't going back with velocity. Now baseball has netting all the way down to the first base and third baselines. Why are they doing that? Because people have gotten hurt. Because they're, they're on their phones. They're not paying attention to every pitch. And we've seen... Foul balls go back and hit somebody and hurt them. But this case in Houston, I'll get to it in a little while. A very interesting case, and we'll see whether or not. And it involves a mascot. Ooh. In fact, let me give you that update right now. Let's go to your NBA, not the NBA, your Major League Baseball fan sues club over an injury. It happened in Houston. Hello. Houston, Houston. The Houston Astros are being sued for over a million dollars by a female fan, Jennifer Hardy, who says her left index finger was shattered last July 8th at a game when Orbit, Orbit is the mascot for the Houston Astros. Right. And he goes out like a lot of mascots do with the T-shirt cannons. You've seen those things. Yeah. And they're, they're shot out with high-pressure air. So she claims that Orbit fired a T-shirt cannon at close range and it hit her in the index fingers, index, or I'm sorry, her right index finger, and it shattered it. Ow. She's had to go through two surgeries, $15,000 in medical bills, and the team refused to pay the $15,000. So she gave them a chance to pay to help her because she's trying to catch a T-shirt, and the thing came at such high velocity that it shattered a finger. Now, I don't think you could fake shattering a finger. Uh, no. You're going to go to a doctor. You're going yeah. to, when you it's have to have x-rays. it surgically repaired. It wasn't like she stubbed her finger trying right. to catch a t shirt. It have shattered have her index and, finger. Yeah, so she'd have to have surgery. She's had two surgeries, she claims. And obviously, she would have the medical back. This is not something you probably would want to fake. 
you have to have bills, you have to have medical x-rays and all that other stuff, right? Right. She claims it's $15,000. The team refuses to pay for it because they are citing the disclaimer that the bearer of the ticket assumes all risks and dangers incidental to the game and thus releases the team in Major League Baseball from liability. Now, here's my question. Teams, player, fans have won lawsuits. It's rare because that, that liability claim at the bottom usually you know, bears itself out. But not in cases like this because the foul ball stuff that happened, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball knew that people were going to get hurt and they're going to get sued, and that's why they put the netting up to prevent people. Because it, even if there's no netting and somebody gets hit by a line drive, especially now when nobody's paying attention. Right. You get hit by a, a foul ball when you're not when you're on your phone. You're not going to have time to react while it's coming back at you. You're not watching. Exactly. So they have to protect themselves from dumb fans who or, who aren't paying attention and can get hurt. This woman in this particular case, this is part of the game. The t-shirt cannon shot thing. All mascots go out, right? They try to shoot. You know, they're shooting them into the upper deck. The velocity is a lot lower. But if you're shooting it at somebody at close range. And it comes out really hard, and the put, woman puts her hand up, and it hits her index finger, and shatters it. Right. I'm gonna. I gotta get my people's court music here, Robin. I should have had this ready for the show today. I'm it's gonna an make. Outrage. It is an outrage. I'm asking you to be Judge Judy or Judge Wapner. Okay. You have to be Judge Judy because Judge Wapner's dead. Is you he get dead? this case. Yeah, Wapner's been dead. I didn't realize. I knew that he was retired. I didn't I know. Believe, he was I believe dead. he is. We'll have to check that. Judge Wapner. Dead or alive. I believe he passed away. And if he hasn't, I apologize. Well, Grand uh, Grand Bixman says that this is why they started using re- restrictor, restrictor plates. plates. Yeah, NASCAR, because cars yeah. would go over the railings and go into the crowd oh, and kill we, people. I've seen those videos. So all Scared. sports have to adapt. You know, you think you have the best safety at all these events, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's anything, you know, whether it's horse racing, all of these sports have to have protection for the fans who pay money to go out and watch it, right? Yep. Baseball, hockey in particular, because you got projectiles flying out of there. That could kill you if they have hit you, you in the right hit place. by a puck? Even, like, not no, hard? No, I, I, I was, I've actually dropped three foul balls covering sports, two of them at the Detroit Tigers World Series. You never forget your dropped foul balls. Not as a fan, because I've never really had a foul ball come to me as a fan, but in the press box at Tiger Stadium, in 1984, the Detroit Tigers in the World Series, right. I was in the press box. Two foul balls come up, and they weren't the screaming line drive type because the press box was pretty high up. They come up, and like a dope, I reach out and figure, oh, this thing's going to definitely fall into my hands, and I'll just <laughs> cradle it nicely and pull it in. I dropped it, and it fell out into the stands, and I got booed, and I deserved to get booed. The same game, it happens again. Foul ball comes back into the Tiger Stadium press box. This one a little more velocity, and I couldn't grab it. It spun out of my hands, and it landed on the table, and some other uh, reporter down the road gets the damn ball that I stopped with my bare hands but wasn't able to hold on to. But then the one at the Veterans Stadium here in Philly that I missed was a screaming line drive coming back. And you see it all the time in, in games. You'll see the announcers bail out and duck because they don't want to put their hands up because the ball's coming back pretty fast. This particular case, foul ball, veteran stadium. When you're in the front row, there's a riser behind you, and the wall was made out of, like, masonite. Right. So that ball was coming back so fast, I just basically ducked 
and let that thing hit the wall, and it made a hole in the wall. So if it can go through a masonite wall, not not sheetrock, masonite, which is harder, and it's 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 obviously a lot right, harder right. than sheetrock. That thing went through the the masonite. So that's one of those. I did the right thing because I probably would have shattered a finger trying to grab that thing. Yeah. But so that's my three foul balls being missed at Major League Sporting events. Two World Series balls too, because they're nice. Those World Series ball have World Series on them. Regular everyday baseballs. Ah, eh, who needs them anyway? By the way, uh, a lot of great comments here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep up to date. Uh, hockey putting up netting added to 20 to 25 feet behind the net for defense. Yeah, they uh, NHL arenas now yeah. goes up 25 feet. So even when it comes behind over the net behind them, they they've put those up first, but then they started putting them up along the sides too in they some to, spots. I think I think any sport where you have people coming in, even with, even if people know the consequences, the dangers involved, you have to think of worst-case scenario. Exactly, and that's what they're all doing now. That's what they're doing at baseball games. That's what they're doing at hockey games. They're putting that, and the mesh is so good, you can't, you, know, you can see right through it. The original meshes were nasty because you, you would lose sight of the game. Now you don't even know it's there. The that's only, how good they are. The only location where I think that they've totally gone overboard on worst-case scenario is children's playgrounds. What do you mean? When I was growing up, you had real slides, real teeter-totters. What are they now, real, fake? They, they're fake. They don't go all the way up and down. They just have like a little... Uh, you have a problem with them using like this new rubberized matting in the no, playgrounds for no. the kids so that they don't fall and crack their skulls like I did when I was a kid? I think that that actually works out. The, the rubberized matting is great, so that, but you shouldn't like take all the fun out of it. Now, they have plastic slides... That where the you, metal ones you ever you ever ride you ever get in the summer in the hot humid summer and you're in shorts and you slide down a metal slide not only do you get 17 <laughs> degree burns on your butt and your and your back of your thighs but then you get stuck and you're sliding and you hear the rubberized sound the sound of skin <laughs> flesh on metal and then you don't come down because you stop. Because it's so humid well, no. and so hot okay. that you know, I can't actually go down the slide. But they need to have it at a better angle because nowadays people, the kids can't even <laughs> slide. They're like, like scooch forward, scooch forward, scooch forward. They, they don't even slide down. That's There's why I only go to water. I would never go on a regular slide anymore. It's got to be water park. Ooh, that's I want, water park slides are the best so because I, they can shoot the water down there. I'm You're not going to stop. I'm being like the, 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 the plastic stuff now, but it needs to be at a better angle so that you can actually slide. And they need to be a little Are you going to tell engineers who do this stuff that they're doing their and job wrong? Kid, and you know what? If a child falls down because they were stupid enough to do something stupid and they break their wrist or whatever... Yeah, it's a horrible thing, but they learned. They will learn not to do that again. That's nonsense, Robin. No, I think that the kids... So you want kids to be put in more peril. Kids are doing crazier stuff now than ever. And we did crazy stuff when I was a kid. They're doing crazy stuff when they're older, when they finally are able to do it because they haven't learned when they're younger not to be stupid, that there are consequences. So kids now who are doing BMX uh, somersaults in, in, uh, in concrete pits that are used for... Obviously, skateboarders who are good. Yeah. Those kids fall. They're falling on concrete. And they, and learn. they learn. You're right. They <laughs> learn, but they get good at it faster. But going to a playground with a teeter-totter and a swing and a sliding board. I don't even know why they, they call them teeter-totters anymore. They're not teeter-totters. They're like jiggle back and forthers. It's all right. I like the bumpy thing. You bounce with me. Bounce with me. Bounce. Bounce with me. 
Meanwhile, so the suit, I want, I want to hear from people who are on our, uh, on our feed right now. How many people think that the woman in Houston who had her finger shattered in a orbit T-shirt cannon accident where she was close enough when he shot the T-shirt, she claims the velocity. I would have to see the video. I don't did think there's actually, a video of it. See, did she actually stick her hand up? Yes, when, whenever anybody's shooting T, when you're in the upper deck, when there's no chance that the thing's going to hit you, you're all the way in an upper deck at a baseball game, a hockey game, any sporting event, and you see the, the cannon people come out with the T-shirt cannons, and, and they're big. There's, you know, other, the, what they should do in the lower level is just throw them by hand. Yes. But this guy, Orbit, and I'm not ripping the mascot, he's doing his job. He comes out with a cannon, and it's shooting T-shirts. This woman was in the lower deck. Yeah. So that means that when it comes at her, it's coming at her faster. Yes. And no, so I it agree. just an accident. It was an accident. I don't think he was trying to hurt her. But when you have your middle, th- you know, your index or your little finger but or your index or- finger, if it hits it at the right yeah. spot, it can shatter those bones. But and that's what apparently have known happened. Better not to throw it at the lower level. They. It, He's not throwing. He's shooting, shooting it. Shooting it at the lower level. He. They. Anybody that's operating that machinery should know not to shoot it at the lower level. It should always go up high. Gee, thanks, Robin. You're right. No, don't you I mean, think I mean, that I mean, they teach? The, don't you think that they, they when they when they hire these kids to to shoot cannons at NBA games at baseball games that they have a little instruction on how to do it? It's like shooting a gun. You, you're going to shoot a gun a certain way to be safe, or you're just well, going to shoot a gun. Well, now here's a question. Here's a question. Did were those directions made clear to the person that was wearing the orbit costume? Well, of or, course, it's well, not like somebody who know. just was hired. We don't know. Maybe they did not make that clear. No, but the problem is the disclaimer. See, the disclaimer is really in the favor of the teams. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're because always, they don't want to pay. Because people would be suing every day yeah. for frivolous nonsense like they do anyway. But in this case, she gave the Astros an opportunity to make it all good. Yeah. Based on what I'm reading, $15,000, just pay my medical bills. Yeah, which is not a lot I'm of money. I'm a fan. 15, I don't want to. 15000 is nothing. No, to a team like the Houston Astros, who are one of the best teams in baseball and now get tons of fans and make tons of money? And you're not going to quietly just get this out of the way? If they had just said to her, yeah, you know what? Make a settlement. Give her the 15000 for her medical bills. So then what happens when they refuse that? She gets a lawyer, and the lawyer is doing this all pain and suffering and mental anguish and you know, not able to go to the game and enjoy it anymore and all that other stuff that lawyers just tap on because they want, they want seven figures. So now it goes from 15th. You, can, you could have settled it. It's like you can, you can take what's behind door number one or go for door number three where you don't know what's in it. And the Houston Astros, in my opinion, based on what I know, could have gotten this out of the way for $15,000 and are now facing a $1 million lawsuit and make them, it makes them look bad. I hear about the disclaimer, but this isn't. This, this does not appear to be some frivolous lawsuit. This is a legitimate injury because she would have to have x-rays, proof that she's had multiple surgeries to rack up this bill. So why wouldn't the team just get rid of this and get it? That's the smart thing to do. You're smart because, you know, the, the team issues this typical BS statement, which doesn't really, it, it pretty much says, well, we, really, we, we didn't do anything wrong. We're not at fault here. That woman's finger must have been too fragile. She must have had a partial crack in there, and when that damn T-shirt cannon hit her, it just shattered her finger. Yeah. It was We're a, not responsible. It already had a, a weakening point. But see, what I would do now, I gave the team a chance to make good. 
She didn't come out publicly and threaten no. anything. All she did was apparently go to the team and said, would you pay the $15,000? You know, I was driving for a T-shirt. The velocity was, and it, and it shattered my finger. Here's the x-rays. Here's the medical bills. Just make good. And then tell Orbit not to shoot the cannon in the lower level where people are close by and the right. velocity is a lot. You know, everybody's worried about exit velocity. Now, when somebody hits a home run, you notice they just added that stat recently in baseball? Exit velocity. Maybe they should have an exit velocity reading on the damn yes, T-shirt yes. cannons, right? Because those, those T-shirts, do. I don't think they actually put it on the thing. But you see it, they're all bundled up. So when that T-shirt is shot out of there, it's not a soft, nice cotton T-shirt. It's basically a, a, a wad of projectile right. wad. Yes. Right? Exactly. It's not like you're throwing a yeah, shirt into a crowd. Because they have rubber bands around it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it comes made, out. It, it's got to be. Or there's no way it would, would right. travel. They make it as bullet-like as possible. I got to get my... Uh, I used to have my people's court theme in here. Remember that? Remember the people's court theme? Da -da -da. Da -da -da. In this, uh, here's the defendant, Joe Blow, who claims that Orbit, the Houston Astros mascot, shattered her finger with a projectile shot out of a T-shirt cannon. And then on the other side, here is the plaintiff. I love that. I got to get that. There's a couple things that we need to load now that we have that working again. Yes. But my favorite, this is my favorite theme because there's so many great themes in sports. And now with the NBA playoffs about to start. I used to love the original John Tesh produced yes. NBA on NBC. Now, you know what we could this do? This is the TNT version, by the way, which is phenomenal. You know what we could do since we are set up down here and we don't have to break it up all the time? Shoot T-shirts out the window no, for people walking by and actually, hope not to hurt them? You could get your old your old soundboard. My 360 machine? Your 360 machine and yeah, hook it back up again. I got to hook that baby up. How excited would you be? I knew where everything was on that, even though it was the, buttons. The only problem with that 360 machine is I have no idea how to put new sound on there. You'd only be able to use the stuff that's, that's already right. there. That's right. I have like 500 sound effects in that thing because there's 50 on each board. Yeah. So there's 50 keys, and it's an old – it's one of the original digital format things where you had everything instead of using cartridges and old right. school stuff. But it's heavy, bulky. But it's if you have it permanently mounted – see, I knew where every drop was. On this board, you know, there's a lot on each page, but I have to color code them so I know where they right. are. But on the other one, which I didn't have to color code, they're all the same color buttons – I knew exactly where everything was. Why is that? By the way, Judge Wapner update. The great Judge Wapner did die February 26, 2017. Okay. So two years ago, two years ago. we lost Judge Wapner. Wapner. I Wapner. did not remember that. By the way, for those of you who are wondering, I know that this is like on the top of everybody's mind because I tweeted out something this morning about whether I really felt like taking a shower or not. Wait yes. a minute, you tweeted out about whether you should take a shower? Well, this is the problem. Did you like, post your breakfast too? When, when, you're, when you work at home, you're like, eh, do I really need to take a shower today? Or can I just, you know, pretend that everything's okay? But my hair was just, it was like, you don't have hair, so you don't know. But if you have a lot of hair and you haven't washed it in a couple of days, it gets, starts to get itchy. So I hate to do I it to, to you, Robin, to and, and we're an hour into the show, hour and ten minutes in, but I have to give you one of these right now. Why? I should be. You should be, like, applauding the fact that I actually took a shower. Applauding? Yes. You mean applauding? Oh, that's the right. <laughs> applauding? Applauding. 
I think I just made up a new you word. And I haven't even word. been drinking. Applausing. Uh, it's applause. So it should be, technically, if you think about it, it should be applausing. Because you don't say it's applaud, it's applause. No, you say let's applaud now. Yes. But, you know, but you say that is applause. Just saying. English is weird. How long have you been in this country? <laughs> English is weird. <laughs> I'm going to have to give you another one because. Come on. I knew Tony. Judge Wapner was dead. You always question my knowledge of stuff. Sheepers. By the way, uh, Ed Nasta did point out that New York University Medical School is now offering free tuition to any doctor who works as a general practitioner and stays basically a poor country doctor. If they specialize in a high-income field, they must pay back NYU. This was on 60 Minutes on Sunday night. I didn't see this episode. I'm totally fine with that. I think, actually, I've heard it said by other people in politics, and I actually kind of agree with this one. I truly believe that universities need to take more responsibility for their graduates, meaning that if they are making a student pay absorbent amounts to attend, yet they have no hope in getting any kind of paying job afterwards, then the... So if they don't get a job, then they should not have to pay... Yeah, but if you're going to medical school, that means you are getting in a point where you know what you want to do, and you're going to school so that you can get, become a doctor. Once you become a doctor... I don't believe the school, just because they gave you free insur- free uh, tuition, which is great, and then you graduate and you go through there and they put up the free tuition and then they're going to limit you on what you can do now that you've become a doctor? That's ridiculous. It's no, ridiculous. not. I mean, think about sure it. Sure like, it is. No, if, if we need as a, as, as a society, if we need more people to do low-paying uh, jobs that require really high skill, we can't expect somebody to go to an NYU and get a medical degree and pay all of that and then say, out of the goodness of my heart, I'm going to go and still have to pay back all of my student loans, but I'm going to go work at some place where I know I'm not going to be able to make any money. I don't think that's right. So as a society, and NYU is saying, stepping up, saying, look, we will give you your education as long as you agree, and we, and we won't make you pay back any of the loans as long as you go and do good. Well, and- yeah, do good means become a doctor. What happens if you become a general practitioner and you just, you know, you open your little office? You still have to have nurses. You have to have, you know, nobody's doing the where you sit in the office and you wait for people to come in or that when doctors used to come to your house. When I was a kid, you'd call the doctor. He would come to your house. Yeah. Now you can't even see the doctor. You go see, you have a doctor's appointment. The doctor most times doesn't even come out and say hi to you because they have nurse practitioners who do all the work now. They do all the tests. They do all the they weigh you. They do everything that the doctor used to do. So doctors do that because they don't want to do the paperwork. Doctors, I had doctors that I loved here in Philly. And when everything changed in the medical world, my doctors who I liked my doctors and I didn't keep my doctors because my doctors decided that because of the way the whole insurance industry has changed and healthcare, that they didn't like the fact that they would have to sit down, type in information. That was primarily their job and ask you what was wrong and then write you a prescription. 
That wasn't being a doctor to the doctors that I had who decided to leave general practice and become emergency room doctors because emergency room doctors are real doctors. Not that the guy in the office isn't a real doctor. My point is the emergency room doctors are in the action. You're not working in an emergency room and sitting around all night without any patients. And depending on where you are, you may be in an emergency room where you're overwhelmed many nights, right? Right. So you're actually doing being a doctor all the time. Filling out forms and writing prescriptions and typing in whether you have a backache or you have a groin injury or you have a hemorrhoid that needs to be removed. Right. A lot of doctors don't consider that doctoring. They go to school for a long time. They're general practitioners, and they're not doing any things that doctors normally right. do. Well, and I also think that a lot of doctors, especially in big places, there's the... the um, the lawsuits are just astronaut. Like everything that they have to do now with all the forms and all the, it's all CYA. Yep. It's all about CYA. And, well, you and, know who has the worst uh, insurance yes, situations? Anesthesiologist. I know because it's the easiest person to blame yep. when something goes wrong. No, no other doctor, no surgeons, no anything. Anesthesiologists have to have the biggest medical malpractice insurance plans, and that's why they make a lot of money. You know, people think anesthesia, they just come in and they put you out. Yeah, no. They they do make a lot of money, but it's because, and then we, we saw somebody that was being interviewed about it. I forget where, but the anesthesiologists get sued more, even if it's a doctor's fault, technically, mm -hmm. because you know your doctor. You've spoken to them face-to-face. -face, you've seen them, and it's much more difficult to blame somebody for something if you know them. But the anesthesiologist... Even if you've seen them maybe once or twice, you probably don't remember exactly. their name. And it's interesting, the dynamic between the actual doctor and the anesthesiologist. When you're going, you know, like you had the colonoscopy, there's right. an anesthesiologist and then the doctor. It's almost like they're completely, they are completely different entities, even though they're working in the same room. Yeah. The anesthesiologist is the one who's responsible for putting you on, you know, getting you out of pain or putting you under. But it's almost like they don't even talk to each other. It's almost like the anesthesiologist comes in, does his job yeah. and gets out. And it's well, a no, tough they job. Stay there. They stay no, there. No, I, I know they stay right. there until you wake up. But the point is, it's almost like they're not even in the same right. ballpark, so to speak. Right. Am I right? I'm. You are absolutely right. And technically, I probably love my people should really love their anesthesiologist more than anybody else. Because let me tell you, propofol, what she gave me. I that was the best nap I've ever had. Didn't he play for the Flyers last year? <laughs> the pro football is fantastic. <laughs> Russian kid, big, tall defenseman. Had a, got injured a lot this year, though. Uh, By the way, I have breaking news on yeah. the on the dashboard. We call it. Do we call it the dashboard or the? It's actually chat the stream room. chat. Yes. The stream chat. Yeah, James Dolan says yes. that he hasn't showered since Monday night, but that's yesterday. No, today's Wednesday, Robin. So James Dolan, as Robin, yes, uh, Robin right. is now reporting on social media on her Twitter feed at Miss Robin Austin. That she's announcing that she's taking a shower. Yes, it's big news. You know what? Big, when big I see news. that, you know what I think of Arthur, the movie Arthur. Remember <laughs> yes. when his his uh, butler, yes. John Sir John Gielgud. Draw me a bath. Yeah, he would say, "Draw me a bath," and all he said, uh, his name was Al. What was his name? Uh, Arthur Al was the was the rich guy. Yeah, and uh, then his butler, who was Sir John it Gielgud. It wasn't Albert. It was Alfred. No, Al Alfred was Batman's butler. Yeah. Butler. Anyway, he would say, "Draw me a bath," or he would say something and. Oh, I, yeah, draw me. I'm, I'm one, I now need to take a bath or something like that. And John Gilgood's line was, I'll alert the media, sir. I'll alert Arthur's the media. Butler. What was his name? 
I think it was Alfred. Uh, Hobson. 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 Dudley Moore played Arthur Bach. Right. Liza Minnelli played Linda Morola. And John Gilgood played Hobson. Hobson. And he was the butler cantankerous. Yes. And Dudley Moore treated him like crap. My, there was one where he says, um, uh, when he's in the bathtub, and I don't remember. Oh, and, and then he says, he says uh, would you like me to wash? Wash your balls, sir. <laughs> it's, it's, his, his role in that movie, as great as, uh, as great as Dudley Moore was, who was Arthur, John Gilgood, to me, stole that movie. His, his, the, the lines he had to deliver were absolutely... Oh, and then he says, draw me a bath. I already know what one looks like, sir. I mean, there's so many lines in oh, there. I have to go back and watch yeah. that. It because was, the bathtub scenes are the best of best lights. They remade oh, I didn't watch the and remakes. I can't even. That, well, I don't like that actor anyway. What's his face? He's a crazy dude uh, that was married to um, the singer for a while. Long hair. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking the about. The British dude. I can't think of his name. But, he was married to uh, who? Uh, pa- Perry. Um, oh, that's right, Katie Perry. Katie Perry and what's the dude's name? British dude. I haven't yeah. seen him in a long. He's like faded away into oblivion. Thank God. Into Bolivia. As um, Mike Tyson would say. Collins21 wants to remind everybody, and I thank him for reminding me, that if you hit the follow purple heart button at the top, at the right. top right, then you will um, you follow us and you will get an email every time that we go live on Twitch. Because we might go live additionally. We can go live at any moment. We're locked in every day at noon to right. three noon Eastern to three time. right now. I mean, for, for now, that's what we're saying. And let, we'll let everybody know if that changes. But well, we for, may have to have an emergency live session. Yeah. And if, you know. so, so if we go live at any time, you will be, it'll let you know. So it's a very good thing to do. Just click the little purple heart. Is it a purple heart? I thought it was a red heart. No, if you love us, then it's a red heart. Oh. If you follow us, it's a purple heart. Russell Brand. Thank you, Ice Dog. Ah, yes. Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. What a weird dude he was. Has he done anything lately? I don't know. He was like wacky. He, he's very wacky. But he was, in, in the beginning of his career, he was like very likable and wacky, and everybody thought, wow, this guy's he, talented. And then he then started Then he went going, off the deep end politically, yeah, I think. Yeah, he started doing... And then when you go off the deep end politically, whether you're left or right, you alienate half of your audience. And only smart people realize who want a career, the one thing you don't do is that everybody who likes you will pay to see you. And if half the people who used to like you say, I'm not going to pay to see you anymore, usually bad things happen to you career-wise. I think that's why Chelsea Handler now, he went, she went on, uh, what's his face, on Friday night on the HBO. So she, he has been active in the last couple of years. So have I, on, actually, but not been, as much as I used to be. I guess he was on the TV series Ballers, which is an HBO thing, and um, he has a couple of... Why the of hell would he be on Ballers? I don't know. But anyway, uh, what's the guy's name on Friday night on HBO? Why am I drawing a blank today? Oh, I need oh the, the... Bill Maher. B- Bill Maher, yeah. Bill Maher. Chelsea Handler went on there last Friday night and was saying, you know... Because she was so obsessed with Trump winning that the election, she had like a nervous breakdown. So she had to see a psychiatrist, but now she's finally over it. She's she's not because she would go on Twitter every day and just go crazy. Let's be honest. I don't think she. I mean, she might have had a nervous breakdown as well, but I think she also had alcohol problems. Well, no doubt. I mean, she's admitted that, and yeah. it's not about alcohol. It's about the fact that she realizes that every day that she's on there and going crazy, the people who liked her, or she's trying to continue a career. It's not like she shut it down. Once you shut it down, you don't care what happens. You, know, you make comments. Once you say, you know, I don't have to go out and tour anymore, I don't want to go do comedy clubs, then you can do whatever you want. 
You can do whatever you want anytime because it's still America and it's a free country. But if you go way extreme left or right nowadays on Twitter, you're going to have people on the other side of your arguments say, screw you, I used to like you, and now they'll go after you. And that's what happens on Twitter especially. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're good or bad, whether you're funny or not. People are going to, now that we're active again on a daily basis, people are going to go after us. No, they're not. Why would they go after us? Because that's what they do. Not a, not not on this show, not with this reporter, not with your favorite host. No, I think that, like the, the chat room people are going to be nice. And no, they're all nice on here. Yes, but uh, you you on know on Twitter. But but you know what? On Twitter, the people who come after you on Twitter for whatever, you don't know. They're not people you know. The anonymous people, crap. There are people really... with fake names. They put pictures that are not them. So the anon anon anonymity. Anonymity. Thank you. <laughs> the anonymity of Twitter allows people to be idiots. Yeah. And there's no law against being an idiot. Now, if you threaten people, then you should be thrown off and you should be arrested or mm-hmm. prosecuted. And people cross the line on Twitter. I have fun with, with people on Twitter all the time at Tony Bruno show on Twitter. I make some comments about politicians and stuff because I see things that bother me, not because I'm not because I'm a, I have an allegiance to... James Dolan is saying that you are the only journalist he trusts these days. Well, thank you, James. And I'm not even a journalist anymore. But I have journalistic tendencies. You know what I mean? I, we all have different tendencies. <laughs> so if something requires... Say I'm at the scene of something and something breaks. There's a, you know, a murder or an accident. The who, what, where, why. The five W's. Who, what, when. when oh, when. I forgot when. Who, what, when, where, and why. why. Okay. It's simple. It's so simple, even somebody who just took a shower can do it and has to announce on Twitter. Well, you know what, though? The why is where a lot of journalists screw up because they assume they know the why. Yeah, without... the why is the last part because right. that's, that's a motive or a reason. But who, what, you should write these down, the five W's, not A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y, which was a great song back in the day. Remember that one? A E. A E I O U, and sometimes why? A. That's not the same thing. Journalism, for all you journalism majors out there, somebody who's considering uh, becoming a journalist or going to school for it, five simple things. And every single thing that happens around you, there are five things who, what, when, where, and why. Those are the five and you components. Make up your own facts. Exactly. That's and that's issue. what journalism is, plain and simple. Plain and simple. There are facts that are Incontro- indisputable, incontrovertible, incontrovertible, indisputable, undefeated. Facts are facts. Like when I when I covered a nursing home fire at age twenty one, I had never covered major fires and nursing home fires where dead charred bodies are being pulled out. I was on the scene. Ew. I was a twenty one year old reporter thrown into the fire, literally and figuratively. And you're standing there and you're calling into the station and doing live reports. You're dealing with facts. You're talking to the people on the scene. The who are the people in the nursing home. The where is the location. The when was the time of day. And what was it was a major nursing home fire. And why, we didn't know. We just knew that people were dying and bodies were being taken out of this horrific fire. That's the simple way to do anything. Whether you see an accident, whether you see uh, a shooting, a drive-by, everything has the five W's involved. 
every single thing in life has five W's. And if you just live your life that way, you don't have to be a journalist. Just on anything you do. Like, hey, I want to go to the Phillies game today. Who? Me. What? The game. When? 7.05. It's not dollar dog night, but there'll still be a game, and hopefully the Phillies bullpen doesn't allow nine runs to score after a 6-1 lead in the fourth inning. What was the other one? Where? Where? Citizen Bank Park. Yep. Why? Because I got free tickets from Luigi, and they're good seats. There you have it. There you go. I just gave you the five W's on Phillies baseball. And as someone once said, that's the fact. I can't see my uh, board from here, Robin. I got to get this closer. I got to bring this thing closer here. Uh Uh-oh. I got to get my thing closer. Here, take this off. No, I can't take that off. Yeah, take it off for a second and then take it off. Take what off? No, I'm not taking that off. I know. I got to get this around. Did you put that through there, Robin? No, you did last night. Damn it. I didn't want it to fall on the floor. I'm sorry. I'm off mic here. Let me plug this back in. I may have to have this in front of me, too. We got another lawsuit story coming up, too, which we'll do today. And we also have, um, because I haven't done them in a while, I have some Florida stuff, too. Oh, beautiful. You can't go a day without at least five or six good Florida stories. Um, we don't even have to look for Florida stories anymore. And some of them anymore. are sort of like updates from previous Florida mm-hmm. stories that I've done. Um, but I have a a uh, python update. Not my pythons. No. Uh, um, I have... It a- is snake season, by the way. My son, AJ, down in uh, Maryland. The black uh, snakes. Not the black mambas. The rat snakes. Black, ra- black rat snakes. They're nasty. No, they they're are, not nasty. They're, they're not nasty. They but, look scary because they're, they're not all poisonous. Black. They're not poisonous, and they actually do a lot of good because they keep rodents at bay. Yes, but they also start killing frogs. If you have livestock, like my yes. son has chickens, you know, you, you they they'll go out. They'll go after anything. They'll, they'll eat go. Anything. They'll go after the live chickens, especially if you have chicks, and yes. they'll definitely go after eggs. They go after eggs. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. they're not going to eat a chicken. Well, should I do the Python update real quick since we're talking? Yeah, but about let snakes? me just say one thing. Remember the final word on the five W's of journalism, the five W's of life is. Well, are you plugged in Yeah, now? I'm plugged back in now. I didn't change anything, did I? Uh, Make sure it's working here. Hold on. Hold on. Uno momento. Did you turn me off there, Robin? Hold so on. to speak? Uh, it should be up. It's probably because I moved it. Damn it. Damn it, Tony. I know. I, I can't see the soundboard. Did I'm going to bring my big machine in, so to speak. No, it's not. It may, it may have been muted again. I don't know how. It muted on me yesterday, but I don't know what I hit to mute so, it. So, here, just give it to me. And all right. All right. Well, okay. So, let's do this. But I can't hit the update sounder. It's not an official update unless I hit the sounder. Yeah, you screwed it up again. You muted it. How do I mute it? I There's no don't. mute button on there. Well, sometimes you just push stuff. What the hell is button. going on back there? Oi vey, Tony Bruno. Is it unmuted now? No. Yeah, yeah. you muted it. It was all the way muted down. I don't know how I did that. I didn't okay. touch the volume control. Okay. So but anyway, that. we got to get a python update because it's all about snakes. Yes. So the Snakes are breeding right now. They're actually mating. And I have pictures from my son. I should post them of snakes intertwined in a... Well, speaking of breeding now, for, for those of you who do not know... Nope. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Tony Bruno... I don't have enough room here, Robin. To- um... For those of you who do not know, pythons are not indigenous to Florida. They were escaped or released pets that have just become prolific and 
have grown bigger and bigger. Well, let me give the updates out and to make sure this is working now. Still not working? Okay, well, we're not going to worry about it right now. All right, now this is a Florida update involving pythons. Yes. Now, they... um, Every year, they now have a huge python uh, roundup. roundup because it the pythons do not have a natural predator. Right. And so they are becoming more and more of a nuisance. And they just caught, scientists just caught a female python in the Florida Everglades that is a record-breaking 17 feet long. It weighed 140 pounds, and here's the interesting story. It contained 73 developing eggs. Wow. So it, because, you know, the mating season starts earlier down there because it's warmer earlier. And 73 uh, eggs? 73 Wait, did they eggs. kill this, or did, is it, did they capture it live? They didn't kill it and dissect it, did they? Um, well, the snake was the largest python ever removed from the Big Cypress National Preserve. Um, and they are showing, the photograph shows four researchers holding up the reptile. Let's see. Um, most of the ones that they catch are between six and ten feet long. So the fact that this was seventeen, this baby was seventeen, had, 17 feet, long? feet long. Um, it was a Burmese python, which is native to fa- Southeast Asia. Isn't that where Burma is? But it's not Burma anymore, no, right? No, it's that's where Became Thailand some, is, right? I, I forget Thailand where Burma used to be or is. Burma Shave is still around, though. At um, least I think if you go to a good. Uh, Barber now. They but still the, use Burma. The Python, the state wildlife officials estimate that there are as many as 100,000 pythons living in the swamps outside of Miami. Dude. But they don't eat, they'll just wrap themselves. You know, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this as well, Robin, this, this whole story. Well, you get it, see a python. Don't pythons just like smother you? Isn't that how they kill their prey? Right, right. They wrap I themselves around. I mean, they around. can still bite you, and they still have fangs, but they're but not that, poisonous. But they're not venomous. Right. The, but the, most the, people, because I've seen people with pythons wrapped around them, and they're not dying, and they're not getting killed. Well, if it, but if it wanted to, it certainly could. Now, if a 17-footer, how many times can a 17-footer wrap itself a around a human? I mean, if you, see, if you look it up, and you look it up on, on the internet, that 17-foot python. Can you post a picture of it on our, fa- on our Twitter? I'll have to figure out how to do yeah, that. Yeah, we got to do that stuff. There's just there's only so many things I can do. I, I know, Robin. Are you complaining? Planning now? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. In 2017, so they, so every year they now have the Python Challenge, and it started since it was. I used to start- do Python challenges, but I stopped working out. It's a different kind of challenge. Yeah. Um, they started in 2013, and since then, in 2017, so in um, in 2013 they had 1,600 people that joined the Python Challenge, mm-hmm. and every year they have done it since then. Um, then. Let's see. They've it's been adding up more and more. And um, in 2017, they had an additional 25 hunters specifically that were paid to euthanize pythons under a $175,000 pilot program. Well, obviously, so these things you- crank these things crank out tons yeah. of pythons every year. Then, right? So this python was, I believe, euthanized. I'm not 100. percent So then sure. they remove the eggs, and they don't allow them to hatch, though, right? right? Right. I mean, when you have that many that are just, oh, I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. hazardous, and and it's it's not good for the pythons either to be to, to overtake. They, there has to be uh, a balance, a balance in nature. In nature, we're keeping exactly. it real on this show. Keep it real and keep it raw. That's how come. And as Sammy Sosa once said, keep it continue the same thing. I mean, technically, humans do not have 
a natural predator. And that's how come diseases, if you think about it in a completely unemotional way. There's nothing I do that's unemotional, Robin. That, that, that's, a, but there, it's, it's balancing nature. Nature's balance is that, you know, people have to die. Otherwise, we're just, we're already overtaking the world because we're. we're so are you suggesting that we need a, uh, a purge? No. You know, they've Although, made three of those Purge movies. I know. There are there are times when I see some really stupid people and really horrible people. I, I, think, I think people purge themselves the now. I think people wind up purging themselves every night in some cities. Some of it's sad. Some of it, unfortunately, I wouldn't say it's necessary. There's self-purging going on. I don't believe the government has to tell people that they go out and do crazy things every night. Well, that's natural selection. Yes, there's That's nothing just, uh, wrong with natural selection. <laughs> right, let me see if I got this fixed now. Nope. I don't even see where the mute could possibly be. Let yeah. me see. I think I got it. Wait a minute. Don't touch it now. There it is. But um bum, Tony Bruno, you figured it out. There it is. Give myself a roaring round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. So again, let me repeat the top story. Magic Johnson, all of a sudden, last night before the Lakers game. Decided to basically say, I don't want to be the president and operating main guy that does have to do all the dirty work. Basically, I don't want to really work at being the president right. of the Lakers. I'd rather just be... He just wanted to look pretty and not really have to do any of the hard stuff. Which he can do anyway. Yeah. Because he was part, he's a part owner of the right. team. He can just show up like Allen Iverson. He's not a part owner of the Sixers. But whenever he wants to show up and you know get, get a standing ovation at the Sixers games, he shows up because he's a legend. Magic Johnson's a legend, not just for the Lakers... But why would he take the job is my big question, knowing that you would have to trade players and maybe fire a coach here and there, and other than schmooze LeBron to come and play for you uh, and worry about being nailed for tampering when you openly go out there and say you want Anthony Davis to come to your team even though he's under contract with the New Orleans Pelicans, those kinds of things. And then not even telling the woman who hired you, the owner of the Lakers, yeah, Jeannie Buss, Having her find out, I mean, players find out a lot on Twitter that they've been traded or released, I right? I really wish we could call Jeannie. I know. I'm sure her phone's ringing off the wall. I'm sure it is. Maybe, well, you know what? We'll try to get her on tomorrow. Okay. I want to do a live, uh, what do you call yeah. it? Well, we can, uh, so so I'm working on integrating the Skype into. Yeah, I want to do Skype calls. That's why we can have video, too. Well, we could, but we could also just do straight audio. Whatever. Whatever we need to do, we'll do it. So anyway, that's the big story. So he didn't even tell Jeannie, Jeannie Buss, but he said he couldn't face her to tell her because we love each other so, so the, much. So what we learned today is that Magic Johnson just doesn't want to do any of the hard stuff. Yeah, he, wanted, he wants he to be... Want to, he, he didn't want to do the hard stuff while he was the boss, and he didn't want to do the hard stuff to tell his boss that he didn't want to do the hard stuff. Exactly. Perfectly broken down to levels beyond scientific, Robin. There you go. That's a good job idea. That's what I do. Let me give you I break it down, make it easier for people to understand. It's what I do for you every day, Tony. (laughs) You break me down every day. There's no doubt about that. (sighs) We got another law. By the way, I got to give some some baseball love here. Not to the Phillies bullpen or the Kansas City Royals bullpen, too, which stinks. But how about your Seattle Mariners? Quietly, up there in the Pacific Northwest where nobody's paying attention except the people on the streets and wackos walking around and cops not allowed to do their job. But that's a different issue for a different show. 
The Seattle Mariners are 11 and 2. They're 11 and 2 and they're winning on the road and at home. So it's not like they're patent, you know, they're playing all their games at home and then they go on the road like the Cubs and the Red Sox played a bunch of games on the road and then they finally came home. The Cubs won their first game. Red Sox went home yesterday and lost again and Boston off to a terrible start and Chris Sale, the guy who's losing velocity, is not the same pitcher he was and he's been a great pitcher, but they gave him a gazillion dollars in spring training and he is now 0 and 3 already early in the season. They gave him a five-year, $145 million extension, and they have $78 million invested, the Red Sox, in three pitchers. Dude. I know. And so they got to pay the luxury tax, but now they're pretty much, even though they make a lot of money, paying the luxury tax is not a big deal for the Yankees and the Red Sox and teams that make a lot of money. But when you lock yourself in to guys who are not at the top of their career anymore, Chris Sale's still a damn good pitcher. But he looked awful yesterday. I mean, he didn't walk anybody, but he's throwing wild pitches, and he's not the same guy. But that, back to Seattle, 11-2. and two, They've scored 104 runs in their first 13 games. That's eight runs a game they're averaging. They're 5-1 and one at home and 6-1 and one on the road. That's unbelievable. How about Tampa Bay? Nobody's paying attention to them, even though they're the, the leading team in the, the Eastern, uh, the, the, the National, the American League East. Hello. Nine and three in first place, and nobody else in the American League East is over 500. The Yankees are under 500. The Red Sox, I mentioned, are, are three and nine now. You got Toronto that's down there. The Tampa Bay Rays are the only team in the American League East. And I know we're only 12 games into the season, 13, 11, depending on how many games they've played. The only team that has a winning record, and they're nine and three. The second best team is five and six, so they're off to a great start. And now the Angels, who started off slowly, are starting to pound the baseball. Their first six games, they lost five out of six games. They only scored 13 runs in their first six games. Now they've won five out of six, 35 runs, 13 home runs in their last six games, and they are back to 500. So you can get off to a slow start. And then you can get your act together, which the Angels are, but they lost Mike Trout with a groin strain. I pulled my groin last week, too, but I did that voluntarily. uh, voluntarily. God, I can't talk today. It's my congestion. Can you hear the congestion? Yes. Stinking allergies. I got to go out to a place where nothing grows. Where is that? The desert? The middle of the Sahara Desert? Well, it used to be that people, doctors recommended going to places like Arizona. But there's a lot of pollen there, too. Yeah. But things are always... See, I lived in California... Things are always blooming, so there's no everything. I think the extreme, the extreme nature of living in, in, in the on the East Coast is that everything dies. So during the winter time, there's nothing really. There's no pollen in the air for the no, most unless part. You're, and but if you're allergic to mold, then you have the mold. Right, but but I'm not. I'm not allergic to. I don't have any allergy issues in the winter, but once things start blooming here, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming because it's yeah. in the air. There's like clouds of pollen, and yeah. I'm not. That's nature. But that's why I'm affected more here than I was in California, because when you're in a place where there's things growing year-round, your body gets, your sinuses get used well, you to... Know what you need to do what? is you need to start eating a spoonful of local honey. I have that. We bought it. Yes. But it needs to not be a, every single year. Not a spoonful of sugar makes the... The, the, the uh, honey that, you, that we purchased last year is not necessarily the correct honey to use for this year, because last year... There could have been different pollen in the air. It doesn't matter. I just want 
to not have, again, everybody doesn't want it. Nobody wants to have allergy issues. But it's just, it bothers me not because I'm the only person who's affected by it. I know, but it is. Because when you're trying to talk for a living and you become congested. Yeah. No, you have it really bad. I'm really lucky. I don't have any springtime allergies, knock on wood. This has just um, been the last couple of years for me. Grand Vixen Man um, has an input here. He goes, I don't know if it's just the American League. It seems the team who won the World Series is really bad the next season. As far as the Royals go, they have sucked ever since they won the World Series. Yeah, because a lot of guys leave and they don't re-sign them. And the Royals are terrible. I mean, they're one of the worst teams in baseball. They have two wins. The Red Sox, three and nine. The Cubs are three and seven. The White Sox, they're not really good, but they're three and seven too. The Reds, who were terrible, finally won a game, and they won big, but they beat the stinking Miami Marlins 14 to nothing yesterday. So the Reds, if they're not brawling with the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're trying to win games, and they finally did. And I mentioned the Angels, Mike Trout with a groin strain. He's not going to play today against Milwaukee. But he's hitting 406, 13, 406, 13 hits, five home runs, 12 RBI, 13 walks, and five strikeouts in his first 12 games. And the Angels are 6 and 6. And now the Angels, they're starting to play better, but the Yankees lose Luis Severino, a grade two, a grade two lat strain on his right side. They have shut him down for six weeks. That means he forget about pitching for the next six weeks. He's not even going to be able to throw the baseball. For six weeks. So the Yankees losing one of their best pitchers. And guess who they have in the minor leagues that they may have to bring up? Gio Gonzalez. Remember him not that long ago? He was one of those guys everybody wanted to have. Well, he's in the minor leagues for the Yankees, and he may have to be called up. They're also going to start one of my favorite players, the Grand Poobah Baseball. He's going to be coming back soon. I'll have more on that later. But meanwhile i got to give a lawsuit update. We already dealt with our first lawsuit. Yes. And I think the, the verdict in the world of public opinion, we are all unanimous yes. that the Astros should have paid this woman $15,000 in medical expenses. Because she wasn't going over. She wasn't like going, pain and suffering, I need a million dollars. Now yeah. she is. Oh, now she is. Well, yo, when, when she got her, when she went to the Astros... After having all these surgeries, well, okay. So what did she increase it by? What is it? What is it up to? It's a million dollars now. But that's what I'm saying. I, I explained to you if they had paid her the fifteen thousand yes. dollars in medical expenses, this would have gone away quietly. It wouldn't have become a big story. But because they refused to pay her, again, citing the disclaimer on your ticket right. that they're, they're, you're, you you uh, basically are responsible for anything that happens to you. Right. Uh, and, and teams most of the time win it because they'd be frivolous lawsuits it's all the time. anything that happens to you within reason. That's not what, what they say. I know. You are the bearer. You are assuming all risks and dangers incidental to the game and thus release the team in Major League Baseball from liability. Now, it's good to have that on there because people will do stupid things and then blame the team right. for it. Like somebody gets drunk and falls over a railing. Right. That's not the team's fault. No. That's the idiot's fault. So they've raised railings a lot of times because people were falling accidentally. So anytime there's an accident, the team's responsible for right. fixing it to prevent it from happening again. Worst In this case, case scenario and CYA, but you do not expect to have somebody shooting a cannon straight at you. And having your finger broken and not having right. the team be responsible for paying. And, and my point is, if they had paid her the $15,000 in medical bills right. and not said, sorry, you're screwed, you're on your own, you get a lawyer involved, and then you're saying, I'm going to bring... And then the team should know that if somebody's going to file a lawsuit for a million dollars, what's going to look bad? Yeah. Who's going to look bad? The person filing the lawsuit? No, 
because the person gets a lawyer, then the lawyer goes above and beyond and then starts throwing in and pain also, and suffering, humiliation. If they had just paid the $15,000, they could have made her sign a non-disclosure uh, agreement so she would not have been able to talk about it and it wouldn't have gone public. Nobody would have known and it would have just gone away. Now it's not going away. Um, but the other thing is, is they are lucky that she actually put her hand up to protect herself or try, you know, I don't, at that close range, it probably wasn't even about catching it. It was probably just... No, she imagine, wasn't like two... She wasn't two rows back. She was imagine, back a little bit. But imagine it going into her face at that speed. Yeah, well, normally in those situations, people know that the guy's out there shooting. It's not like during a game when people are on their phones. Normally when the T-shirt thing goes oh, on... come on. People are on their phones. You've been at games, when, Robin. People are on their phone 24-7. But she even, wasn't because the T-shirt cannon shooting I thing comes that, ha- happens every game. It could have very easily been. Of where, course it could have. Yeah. It could have been way worse. Is what it's not I'm as saying. bad as getting in the face with a puck or with a hardball. It's a T-shirt, but when you shoot it, but the velocity, the exit velocity of that air cannon, is what shattered this woman's finger. And the Astros made the situation worth by trying to go on the cheap. And now they're going to have to deal with a lawsuit. And you know what's going to happen in this lawsuit, Robin? What? They're going to pay her off, not just the fifteen grand. It's going to cost them more. But to me, in the court of public opinion, you just don't do this if you're a good team like the Houston Astros and a good organization. This is just stupid public policy. Settle it quietly and get it out of the way. Because if she has all the documentation, the x-rays, the surgical bills, it's not that you're blaming the team because you got hurt at a game, but you got hurt because of the velocity of a T-shirt shooting cannon that shattered her finger. You can't blame a person for that. Same thing as the baseballs hitting people, why they put the mesh up. Same thing in hockey, when people got hit in the throat with a puck coming their way and they don't see it. They put the mesh up to keep it from happening again. Exactly. And the only way you fix this is by, A, not not using the sheet T-shirt cannon in the first lower deck, just shoot it up higher and have people throwing T-shirts in the lower deck so that it doesn't hurt people. But people are normally paying attention during the the T-shirt tossing portion of it. They're not paying attention when the game's going on, and that's when they would get hit by baseballs when they weren't watching. So that's the difference. But now we have another lawsuit. And let's go to our lawsuit desk, and not Judge Wapner, not Judge Judy, not Judge Joe Brown, or the 5,000 other judges who are on TV nowadays. This one is ugly, and it involves Met on Met crime, Harry. I call you Harry. Harry. I'm so used to saying Harry. I even call Luigi Harry now. It's met on met crime, and now it's going to court. Lenny Dykstra, nails as we call him, great player with the New York Mets, great player with the Phillies, he has now filed a lawsuit against his former Met teammate, Ron Darling, the pitcher, for defamation and libel because Ron Darling has a new book out. And you want to talk about um, uh, incredible titles for books? I'm going to read you the title of this book. And you explain to me, what the hell does this mean and why anybody would have a title this long? This is Ron Darling's new book. All right, I'm ready. 108 Stitches, Loose Threads, Ripping Yarns, and the Darndest Characters from My Time in the Game. Well, that's a mouthful. What the hell is that? So when you see that up on a bookshelf somewhere, you know, you're at the Barnes & Noble. Do they? There's still Barnes & Noble out there. Yeah, what's the one that went out of business? Was it... Uh, it wasn't Barnes & Noble, was it? Uh, what was the other big bookstore? Borders. Borders, that's right. 
So, well, that's what happens when you have borders. You know, people don't go in there anymore. Or they cross, actually, if borders were still around, people would go be going into there because everybody's coming across the border. So, so you see that? Do you do you pick that up? Is that a is that a is that a book title that really grabs I'm you? I'm sure it's not all in big letters. It's 108 stitches. Uh, what's it called? Not what's the double dot thing called? Colon. It's colon. Full, not semicolon. Colon. 108 stitches. Colon. Loose threads, ripping yarns, and the darndest characters from my time in the game, by Ron Darling and a friend of mine too, who I work with. That's a page Lenny Dykstra. Turner. Yes, it is. In the book, uh, Ron Darling says about, he talks about a lot of his former teammates, including Lenny Dykstra. He says in the book that Lenny Dykstra shouted racial taunts when he was with the Mets at the pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, Dennis Oil Can Boyd, from the on-deck So He's in the on-deck circle. Dennis Oil Can Boyd is pitching for the Red Sox in the 1986 World Series in Game 3. And Lenny Dykstra, according to Ron Darling, shouted racial taunts at him from the on-deck circle. Lenny Dykstra, who's had a lot of his own problems with the law, with taxes, and everything else, now has has another thing added to his repertoire of things that make people want to hate Lenny Dykstra. He claims that it's not true. So how do you know? Guy writes a book. Ron Darling... Actually, he said he was going to put that in there. Lenny Dykstra said, don't put that in there because you're libeling me. You're, it's defamation. So now what do you do in that case? It's a lawsuit. It's going to go to a judge. If you're Ron Darling, do you take that out of the book? Or do you keep it in there and have Lenny Dykstra defend himself claiming he didn't say it? Well, now everybody's going to buy the book. No, why? Why would they buy the book? Now everybody's going to want to buy the book because they want to see what he wrote. That's what he wrote. He wrote that Lenny Dykstra yeah. shouted racial taunts at uh, the oil can board Boyd in Game Three of the World Series in 1986. Well, if it really happened, I don't know. How do you how do you prove that it happened or didn't happen? I you know, guess... one thing about writing books: most books always have one or two things in it, and they always get out. Right. So this is the most caustic thing in this book by Ron Darling, because Ron Darling's not a guy who rips people. He's a pretty laid back guy, Hawaiian dude. Good guy, laid yeah. back. He's not a shock jock. You know, he does color on TV. For He's worked for MLB Network. He works for his, uh, SY New York, does the Mets games. So he puts a book out talking about all the teams he played for and all the stories from his different teammates. But, you know, those books are a dime a dozen. It's the one or two quotes from a book that are going to make people say, wow. Yeah. That's what happens. It happens in every book. You'll think a book is loaded with all of this caustic stuff, and wow, I got to read that. And it may be, but I don't think so, knowing Ron so, Darling like okay. I do. So here's the thing: like, if you if you know somebody as a friend and they're a good person, and they've done something stupid in the past that you know about, you probably leave it out of the book. But you don't sell a book unless you have some of these some of these kinds of caustic quotes. You know, they're, they're, that's the selling point. A lot of every book has they release a quote from it or something yeah. in the book that's going to make people say, "Wow!" I've done some stupid things and I've said some stupid things in my life. And if somebody wrote a book and they they put those in there and I consider them a friend, I would be really upset. But here's the thing, and again, I'm not defending this in any way. We're talking 1986. Not that it was good in 1986 to throw racial taunts at, at, at uh, opponents from the on deck circle, but Lenny Dykstra is a crazy guy. 
he's not your basic straight shooter, so to speak. Right. Uh, he's not a guy who holds anything back. And I'm not defending if that's his way of trying to get into the pitcher's head during a baseball game. It's well, wrong. It is. And it, and, uh, and what year was this? 86. 86? I'm not saying in 86 it was cool, but it's not cool now. And if Lenny Dykstra did it, how yeah. was he going to prove that he didn't do it? Yeah. If Ron Darling says that's what he did to sell a book, Lenny Dykstra saying that he didn't do it. Well, there would be other people. How do you that prove it in a lawsuit, up? though? There would be other people that would say. Actually, they have been. There has been. Okay. There were three, Doc Gooden, there were three other Mets who said it didn't happen. Okay, so now Ron Darling is in that dilemma of three of his teammates on the same team with that 86 Mets team said that they didn't hear Lenny Dykstra say that. Ron Darling writes a book also on that same team, says that his teammate was yelling racial stuff at Dennis Oil Candoy, an African-American pitcher in the World Series while he was in the on-deck circle. So to me, Ron Darling, prior to releasing the book, if I were him, I would go to team members and go, hey, do you remember this? This is what I remember. If they're all saying, I don't remember this happening, I would leave it out. Yeah, but I, I remember reading the story this morning when I was doing the research for the show that three of the Mets teammates say that Lenny Dykstra didn't say it. So, so, that, so that, But then he still put it in the book, though. Ron Darling still put it in the book after he I found out. I think that's wrong. So now that's why Lenny Dykstra is yeah. filing a libel and defamation lawsuit. Does Lenny Dykstra win this case in a court of law? I guess it depends on if and Because other Ron Darling are... can't prove it. There's no right. tape. Lenny Dykstra can't prove it. Lenny Dykstra is the guy who's, who's now being accused of being a racist on the baseball field. Yeah. And then Ron Darling selling a book. But do the, if you go to court, do the judge... The judge is going to listen to the to the uh, testimony right. of the three teammates who said he didn't exactly. do it. Exactly. So no, I I actually think that if if nobody else comes forward to corroborate Ron Darling's memory, um, then I think that Lenny Dykstra would win. Yeah. And again, this is and an interesting law. It's an actually... interesting lawsuit. But you know what it is? Lenny Dykstra is so out there. He's had so many things go wrong. You know, and obviously to he did it to himself. You know, the stuff where he had a boy, he had a house in Jersey, and right. and then he did the thing with the stocks, and then his car washes. So Lenny Dykstra's not exactly, you know, an angel. Right. He's had a lot of dumb things, self-inflicted oh, yeah. problems that he's had to deal with. Prison terms, going to jail. So it's not, so that, in that case, he, in the court of public opinion, will initially, people won't believe a thing he says. Right. People will say, he probably did yeah. it, because he's Lenny Dykstra, and he may have. But now you have teammates who said they didn't hear it. So who do you believe? And I'm sure Lenny Dykstra didn't want to sue Ron Darling. But Ron Darling obviously decided he was not going to take that part of his book out. Which and he knew it probably. would damage Lenny. Not that Lenny, da- not that Lenny Dykstra has a, a, has a well, illustrious career ahead of him. But, you know, when you are somebody like Denny, Lenny Dykstra, who has had some really stupid things happen in your past, you're like let's not compound the issues that I already have by putting in something that is not true. That, you know, don't, don't accuse me of being something that I'm not. Agree. And, and again, it's, it's going to be court of public opinion, but for the most part, people will side with Ron Darling because he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And I know Ron and I know Lenny. And, and the court, it's like, it's like when a player gets in trouble. If there's an NFL player, a baseball player, a Either hockey way, player, there's basketball over there. player. I know, Robin. I, I, I understand. I'm not going to blow my nose in the middle of a sentence. Well, so Ron Darling knows that that will help him sell books right. because they'll think that this book is loaded with all of these little nuanced things. 
as he calls it. 108 stitches, which is what he had in his career with different injuries. Loose threads, ripping yarns, and the darndest characters from my time in the game. So I'm sure he has all these different anecdotes from different players. I mean, Dwight Gooden has come out and said that he was doing, he would do cocaine before games and stuff like that. People love those stories after the fact. There's Nobody a... knows it when it happens, but after the fact, it's like, yeah, I, you know, Mickey Mantle was drunk when he, Babe Ruth would show up drunk at a game and still hit three home runs. You know, the old, and then we would say, wow, man, well, that's a real thing. man There's right a difference. there. There's a difference between talking about stuff where you're showing that somebody was stupid. And there's a different and versus somebody being a racist, somebody being a racist or a, because that's immediately like that's a bad guy. You know, if, 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 if you're a racist, you're a bad person. Whereas if all the other stuff that Lenny's done, he was stupid. Well, yeah, he did. Any, he was stupid because he, he was involved in legal right. things. But there it, were legal things. He broke the law. Right. And then when you break the law, you pay the consequences Correct. for the most part. But this it, isn't breaking the law. Yeah. This is happening on a baseball field. Right. And you can, you can point out stories like if Dwight Gooden comes out and admits that he did cocaine and stuff while he was pitching, he's admitting it. So there's no libel suit. He came clean on what he did during his career, and he was still an amazing player. Lenny Dykstra didn't write a book, said, yeah, you know, I remember in the 86 World Series, man, I was in the on-deck circle, and Oil Can Boy was out there. Man, you should have heard the shit I was throwing down on him. Nobody brags about that stuff. And I'm not saying it's right. It's not right. But this is the sanctity of the field. And so that, I think, what a lot of people will question Ron Darling is, why would you put that in a book when you know a guy who's already destroyed his own life is now going to be even more of a marked man right. because of something that happened during the course of a game that was wrong in any way, shape, not illegal, but wrong, and nobody knew anything. Nobody made a big deal about it in 1986 or since then. And now if all of it, a sudden you're writing a book and putting right. that in there? Especially if, it, if it's just not true, you know? But it doesn't matter if it's true. That's the point. It doesn't matter because Lenny Dykstra cannot prove that he's not a bigot. Ron Darling writes it in a book. Mm-hmm. People are going to believe Ron Darling because yeah. they don't like Lenny Dykstra because of his, ha- his past of doing things that are illegal. Yeah. And so that's why he's suing for libel and defamation. Even if he takes it out of the book and the book's not already it, on the, the stands. Exactly. It's like, it's like watching these court shows and, uh, and, a guy, uh, and one of the attorneys says, this, uh, did you do this and blah, blah, blah. And then the judge, and then the objection comes from the other side. And the judge says, strike that from the... Uh, yeah, like, Jerry, like it's please disregard Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, like, you don't really disregard something when somebody says something. Right. You don't forget that, even yeah. though the judge tells you to forget it. Yeah, that's bogus. And once you say that Lenny Dykstra yelled that stuff in a 1986 World Series. How many years ago? 86, 96, 2000, 33 years ago... <laughs> It's like Justice Kavanaugh during the hearings. You know, back when he was in high school, college, uh, he was drinking, and then all these women come forward and say he was raping them. No, not all these women. No, no, but most of them say he was sexually, he was sexually, they were sexually assaulted. So it's their, their word against his. And in this climate now, something that happened 33 years ago is a big deal, even though they can't prove that it happened. And there was no corroborating evidence from anybody. It's still court of public opinion. Right. And if you're a woman and you said a guy was misbehaving in college, drinking beers and then making sexual advances, or in one case, a woman who had no credibility whatsoever, the one that was ne- by that Michael Avenetti douchebag. Oh, I know. Well, she kept changing her story. No, she was I a didn't... liar. You can destroy people's lives 
by lying about something, and you know that you're going to win in the court of public opinion because you have been, you, somebody did you wrong. Yep. You don't even have to be sexually assaulted. You can just claim somebody sexually assaulted you. Yes, and I think that anybody that accuses somebody falsely of something should have the equivalent happen to them <coughs> that would have happened to the, the person that you're accusing if it had been true. So, for example, if, if a man that has raped somebody ha- would have had to have gone, if, if they were uh, uh, accused and prosecuted of rape, and it was proven that they, that person actually raped somebody, and they would have had to have gone to jail for, I'm just throwing something out there, five years. If you accuse somebody falsely of rape, you should have to go to jail for five years. As well. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. And we've seen it with the Duke Lacrosse case, the UVA thing. I mean, people throw stuff out there all the time because they believe that a lot of people will believe them yeah. without any evidence. And it's on either wrong. Side. It it's is wrong. wrong. And the media runs with a lot of these stories because they're salacious, they're mm-hmm. juicy, and uh, and then people people's lives are destroyed. It is. It's horrible. And it's wrong. And and that's why the justice system. This stuff has to be fixed. And these people who do hoaxes have to be punished severely, like Jesse Smollett. He's going to get away with it. But he actually, there's nobody on the earth with any kind of logic or sense who believes that that guy didn't pull off a hoax or is not responsible for that whole thing. I know. And he not only gets away with it, people are defending him for getting away with it. Well, now there's the investigation against the person who, who... Wiped his slate clean. Uh, what's her face? The prosecutor. Um, the pro- not Wolf. Uh, is it Wolf? No, Fox. Fox. <laughs> wrong. Wrong animal. Um, uh, Fox. That she's being investigated. Going. What in the world were you thinking? And the police commissioner in Chicago was an African American. Yeah. And she's claiming it's racist because <laughs> they're saying that she's incompetent or did not even that she's incompetent, but because she used her own rules to make a decision that everybody on earth knew was was not right. They had 16 indictments. I'm not saying he should have gone to jail forever, but that's another case of, once again, people in, in positions of power or people, or celebrities with a lot of money can get away with crimes that the average person would never in a million years get away with. Agreed. Meanwhile, so Lenny Dykstra, I need your final verdict on this, Robin, and everybody who's uh, checking in today, watching us on Switch. T- twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live. You can subscribe today, starting today. Amazon Prime members, hit the red button, subscribe, and we'll be adding new stuff every day. I just got a, a message on the, uh, on the stream. It says, Legend, League of Legends is bad is the, is the name. Yeah, no, just ignore that. That's, apparently there are bots on um, uh, Oh, Twitch. so it's a, you should watch this yeah, video? ignore that. Okay, I'm not going to watch it. I just didn't know what the video, I wasn't going to put it on, but so people are on there, like, giving bad information. Like the ones you always get, hey, I can make $10,000 a week if I do this. Just watch the video. There's a lot of that. But do you see what, oh, I saw this last night on the news. One of the things that bugs me, there's a $1.2 billion Medicare fraud bust involving companies that have call centers overseas. But I've seen a lot of these ads late night do you have a back problem? You need a back brace, a leg brace? Have you seen the, a lot of these uh, companies now are offering senior citizens back braces and knee braces yes. and leg braces? A bunch of those companies have now been nailed for consumer fraud, money laundering, and all these other things for bilking Medicare out of $1.2 billion because they would falsely have these people 
who have med, or, or they would get false Medicare numbers and then order the stuff, and then people would be, be charged to their Medicare for these, for these things. So it's a lot of times they're free. Medicare will give these devices out if you have a doctor say, hey, I need a back brace or I need a knee brace because I'm a senior and I need something to help me walk or help my knee or my back. And you can see they're all phony commercials. Right. They have these people who are not even real customers saying, this back brace has been the best thing I ever had that ever happened to me. I cannot walk, but now I can. Exactly. And so I see these commercials and I'm like, there's got to be something to this. These back braces and knee braces. And in, and in most cases, Medicare, you can get this for free. And so that's what happened. A lot of people were, were calling in the number on the screen and then they would get a call center in Europe somewhere, or overseas, and then they would get these people's Medicare information, t- telling them that they were going to get their back brace right. or their knee brace, and the company would swindle the Medicare and the government out of money for this product and never deliver the product to the customer. Oh, dude. Yeah, so that's, that's a scam, and I'm glad. I am glad that they caught these bastards, and these people should go to jail forever. Because we always talk about Medicare for all and Medicare's free. Here's $1.2 billion of money that we, the taxpayers, pump into Medicare, whether we want to or not. If you have a job, they're taking it out of your paycheck, just like Social Security. That's not a voluntary thing. Nope. And now people, everybody wants Medicare for free, and not when you get to 65 or 66, which is why it was created. They want it all, yet there are companies out there bilking Medicare for billions of dollars under false pretenses with call centers and scams and money laundering schemes overseas to get this product and steal from people who deserve and to have their stuff taken the, care of. When, when, especially the elderly that are in pain, well, anybody, anybody that is in pain is desperate Absolutely. for relief. They are desperate for relief. And especially seniors, because they're the ones yeah. watching TV late at night, you know, and they're like, I'm in pain, I can't sleep. They turn on the TV, mm-hmm. they see all these commercials for all these products. They're right. You know what's on late night TV? Lawyers telling you that they can get you compensation for anything that you've ever eaten, anything you've ever <laughs> consumed, any drug you've ever taken, yeah. any uh, any mesh that you've used for your hernia. I mean, whatever. Lawyers now yes. pretty much dominate they own television. Like, yeah, they, Billboards. They own. Mm-hmm. You see it. There are more lawyers advertising for compensation for victims because they just look for people who say, hey, I got screwed at my job. Okay, let's talk. And their job is to go out there because there's so many lawyers out there and they need to work. I'm not saying all lawyers are scam artists. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that lawyers know that medical compensation is a big business right now. That people will go to work and they get hurt even if they haven't gotten a serious injury and they get caught. People who who scam insurance companies Mm -hmm. or Medicare or the government out of money, they have private detectives going out and taking pictures of these people. Jack in the back. Yes, people go out and they say, yeah, you know, I'm I'm on uh, medical disability. And then they go out and see the guy playing golf or playing basketball. That's fraud. Mm -hmm. People who deserve stuff to be taken care of medically, they should get it. Unfortunately, the people who don't deserve stuff are scamming the system. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, my my cousin, Jim, he um, worked in construction and his construction boss um, did not feel it was necessary to put up the proper uh, scaffolding Mm -hmm. and did not have all the safety things that were associated right. with it and Jim fell uh, because of a faulty scaffolding and broke his back in like three different places. Did he sue the Houston Astros for a million dollars? No, but he did sue and he got, I, I want to say, 
I'm going to say it was like a $3 million settlement or something like that. Now, obviously, he became disabled, right? He wasn't faking it. Well, no, he was definitely not faking it. Um, And even so, so he was able to walk again, but he has had horrible, horrible issues with his back ever since then. But the initial, before he was awarded the final, he had PIs constantly checking up on every little thing that he did to try to prove that he wasn't really injured. And um, even, and, and it's sad because there's like this really fine line. Do you try to stop your life completely so that somebody can't prove, oh, look, they're going to the grocery store. Obviously, they can walk. Well, there's a difference between walking and then doing athletic right. things, playing tennis, golf, yeah. uh, basketball. That's fraud. If you're claiming medical disability that you can't work, because of a physical defect or a physical injury, right. there's no way you should be collecting that. I agree. And, I, and, and insurance companies have the right to go after you and get that money. And that's what they do. They hire private detectives mm-hmm. to go out and get people for that. Yep. That's a scam. I think that's it, a scam. I, listen, a lot of people like to scam the system, but it's, it's, it's illegal. It's wrong. And you should be punished for that. You, you should be. And I, mean, like, I think that, that that's one of the issues that we have here in the United States more so than anywhere else in the world is that loss, frivolous lawsuits have it's become too easy. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Just like the lottery. Luigi's checking in now. Luigi Curto on our live stream today here on twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live. He says he supports older Pennsylvanians every day. He doesn't buy back braces. He used to actually work in the medical yes. uh, equipment business. There's, there's big money in Sits it. bath, bath. You ever mm-hmm. see sits baths? You know what those are, right? Yes. Those are for hemorrhoids. No, it's for older people who want to take a bath on sitting in a chair. They're sits bath chairs, they're called. And you put them in the bathtub or in a shower. Oh. And so they used to supply those. They still do for older people. There's all kinds What's of... a bath chair? I think a zits bath. No, sits bath, which means you're sitting down. It's not zits. That's a different. No, no, Doctor no, like Pimple sits, Popper comes out but for that. Sits bath. I think it's with a Z at the end. That is a special. Like it's it, if you have hemorrhoids or anything down there that you can sit in it and and soak it. All right, whatever. It's a sits bath, but a which means you're bathtub, sitting down. A sitting bathtub are those ones. I actually want one, and I used to have one in the Netherlands when I was really really little. My mom and I. It's way more common in Europe than here because we didn't have a lot of room. Um, so instead of having a full lay down bathtub, we had a bathtub that you that, that had like the shape of a chair on there and you would sit in it. But the, yeah, water, exactly. would, the yeah. water would still come up to your shoulders, but it, it didn't take up as, as long of space. It was higher. Yeah, exactly. Now they have, I mean, there's all kinds of great I devices for the ones where there's a door. I know. It's like a soaking tub. It's like an actual bathtub, but it's higher. I want one. And then you open the door and go Which inside. Which would be perfect for the master bedroom upstairs because there's not a lot of room lengthwise, but we can go up. You know, it's not the one. length, it's the width that really matters. Absolutely. When things really, really happen. Meanwhile, I want to thank the Demako. It's Demako215, who says this show is a breath of fresh air as opposed to those four hours of. Duh, which Philadelphia athlete owns the city? 610. <laughs> See, we, the advantage we have on this show is we do what we want. Yes. We're not taking a break every 10 minutes for 17 minutes of commercials. We're just doing, it's, it's like free flow. It's like, it's like organic. It's and, like dumb. It's like dope poetry. And it's we like death will talk poetry jam. about anything. Exactly. We don't have somebody knocking on the, uh, the studio window going, hey, hey, hey. 
Talk more Eagles. Like if an Eagles Eagles chant breaks out on the show, those people will be dealt with severely. I have a Pat O'Brien signed Louisville slugger nearby. That is true. And I will take that in the head and facial areas to someone who starts that crap. And if we don't want to talk sports, we don't have to. No, we're we're talking. We're mixing. It's it's a mix. It's a mix. It's you know how they say on these music stations, the perfect mix. We are of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Just like just like when you get when you take a lot of different subjects and Mm -hmm. you're well rounded. Yep. We are a well rounded radio. This is like an open forum. You know, once we start getting the Skype calls in, but the 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 fact the greatest part of this is the immediate interaction with the people who are watching and listening on Twitch TV. Speaking of which, I want to remind everybody that has not done so yet to um, add your little purple follow uh, star by going in the upper right-hand corner and clicking on that little purple star. It's a purple star, not a purple heart. Purple heart is different. It's an organization that collects clothing and things for veterans. And that's a very important organization. Yes, it is. Um, But, yeah, get your little purple star on. And um, how about yeah. your? Can you get your Michael Phelps on at the same time? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> and um, also, if you have not done so yet and you want to subscribe, we are so incredibly thankful and we will thank you personally, every single one of you that um, subscribes to the Bruno Nation Live. And so, so if you subscribe mm-hmm. for $4.99... I don't want to sound like you know, public television where every 10 minutes they come back and beg. Nah, We're no, not no, begging no. you for no. money. Well, yeah, we are. Because, not for subscriptions. No, but but if you subscribe for $4.99, which is what it normally costs, mm-hmm. um, you will get all access all the time to our daily show. You will be reminded when we go live. Any of the other shows that are going to be under the umbrella of Bruno Nation Live, mm-hmm. you will receive and be able to watch them and live stream them. You will have access to all the archives, which if you have not subscribed, you will not have access to. That's the only way that if you are not able to watch us live, but you want to still see it, the only way to access the archives is by subscribing. But if you don't want to pay the $4.99 and you happen to have an Amazon Prime membership already, like who doesn't? Exactly. Um, then you can click on the little uh, button, the red button um, that is below our uh, screen, and it'll bring you to the Twitch Prime. And you get one free monthly Twitch Prime subscription, subscription for free. Um, if you are an Amazon Prime member, how so great every is month, that? Yeah, just just so just renew. The only pain in the ass thing, which is not really that big of a pain in the ass, is that you just have to redesignate it every single month. Yep, I still want to have it. Just push the button again. Exactly. And, and you can. How could it be easier than that? I mean, I have things that they keep bothering <laughs> me all the time. He'll, he'll cook you dinner. He'll cook me dinner for what? If if somebody subscribes. Oh. Luigi, you're going to be cooking a lot of dinner for a lot of people. I don't know if I would like put that out there right there. <laughs> but we're going to be doing special events. We got we got stuff planned for Cinco de Mayo, Derby Day. So yes. even though we're going to be here Monday through Friday, every single day from noon to three Eastern time, we'll pop on a lot of other times too. It's not. It's going to be 24. I may alert you at 2 a.m. and I'm ready to get up and do another hour. Yeah, we have it. You tried to actually go live on Twitch from the Phillies game. Yes, but, but the, yeah, the cell no service is bad. Out there. The Phillies bullpen. If they if, if I had been at the game last night, I would have had better cell yeah. service because all those balls were leaving the ball yard last night. That was brutal. Phillies bullpen was awful I in that game. I wonder why the stadium has such horrible cell service. Because there's, there's 50,000 people in there on the same stinking cell. Uh, you know, how many phones can... Difference. 
Don't you think the bandwidth goes down when 50,000 people are on a phone? I don't know. You know what we should try? What? Um, I would have to activate it. The hotspot? Yeah, the jetpack. It's expensive, though. Yeah, I know. So it's like we're not 70 gonna... bucks a month. Yeah, we probably won't do it yet. Not unless Scotty Jetpack. Um, unless it gets sponsored. Not Scotty Jetpack, who didn't play last night, and Cesar Hernandez was back yeah. out there flailing away hopelessly. It's an outrage. Sub-night on uh, dinners? Wait, sub-night dinners on, on Luigi? Luigi? Yeah, subscription night dinners on Luigi. Oh, I get it. See? You know what I want to set up for Monday? I got to call my boy, Steve Green. Oh, yeah. In Chicago, because we're having a big foodie chats event. And they go all over the country. Where where is it this time? It's here in Philly. No, but where in I Philly? I don't I, I have all the information. Okay. Can't look it up now. Focusing on the show. The the foodie chats people, it's a nationwide thing. People all over the country. Every Monday night, whether you when you're home, you can tell them what you're having for dinner. Uh, and foodie chats is huge. And they go from city to city. They they, they live in Chicago. They come to Philly. They travel all over and <coughs> Pardon me. Once a month, they go to a different town, and all the people hang out together. And you have it in the email, or not in an email, but on Twitter. <coughs> I apologize, I'm not coughing here. Can you talk for a second while I swallow? Absolutely, some more? <coughs> I can always talk. Um, so I, I just had a suggestion from somebody that said to reverse our cowgirl. <laughs> oh no, that's that's, uh, that's a different that's, that's a different request. Um, although the although that request is valid. Yes. Um, but um, they said that on the screen when I have both of us together, I should reverse our our. See, I don't see the video. I have I no know. idea what it looks like. But but it's not a bad suggestion because of the fact that apparently I um, it doesn't look like we're looking at each other. So I'm going to reverse these cameras right. What does now. it look like? I'm looking at. Well, it looks like we're looking opposite ways because of the way the cameras were. So now I'm transitioning. Well, I'm looking into one camera, and you're looking into another camera. I know. But then, the, then there's a wide shot there, but right? But now, now it's going to look like we're sort of looking at each other. Oh, beautiful. Robin's uh, directing this, too. Yes. So when the credits roll at the end of the show, you'll see producer, director. I don't have director, credits, damn it. I need producer, to work on Producer, director, key grip. Uh, you're not the Foley artist because I play the sound effects when Luigi's not here. Uh, what else is there? Uh, coordinating producer, exec. There's always like 15 executive producers right. on most movies. Why do you need 15 executive producers? I don't know. Well, a lot of times executive producers either have put in money. Well, yeah, that's true. So, you know, they, they get executive get, they producer a, yeah. credit um, because then it's a tax write-off. And um, then they also have a lot of connections. So of like course. somebody that has a lot of connections, you'll, you'll give them as a executive producer credit so that they help make sure that your movie keeps going. And Now, Dante Camacho, no relation to Macho Camacho or Randy Macho Man Savage. He wants to know on Twitter at Tony Bruno Show and at Lenny Dykstra, is Twitch the only available option to listen as well? It is at the moment, but... So, so it's very interesting. We... Twitch, we are all in on Twitch. So Twitch is now our only live video stream. We still might have some clips and stuff put elsewhere, mm -hmm. but um, we love what Twitch can give the show much more so than any other platform. So we will no longer be going on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. um, although we have a huge following on Facebook Live, we want all of those Facebook Live followers to switch over to Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, but we do not have any restrictions on live audio. 
So that is where we are going to play around with what other options we have. So For example, our Monday night show up there at the Green Turtle in East Norriton, Right. that was heard on a radio station, 97.3 The audio was FM. way better on the radio that night because, because we were had, just Yeah, that was the first night we did I it with our new equipment. I still had quite figured it all out. But that portion of the audio, you know, the, the Twitch audio is now from – Everything that I gather, because I can't hear it, I only hear what's coming out of my headset. But from the feedback, audio says it sounds fantastic. Does it sound good out there? Yeah. Give us, let us know if it still sounds great. Yes. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, I that's, want to that's what I my... love about Twitch is that we can see everybody who's commenting. We can do that on other strings, but now I can, I know who's on there and I get to, we get to know people. I mean, we know a lot of these people yes, already. So Ice Dog just said that the sound still sounds fantastic on Twitch, which Beautiful. is what I want to hear. Um, and um, but but there are some people, and I got some feedback yesterday that they said that because of where they were, or um, that the that the Twitch stream kept buffering mm -hmm. because it requires more bandwidth when you are looking at a video stream. That they want to be able to listen to just audio only. And at the moment, Twitch does not have that available. You have to pull up the entire thing to hear it. So there are going to be some audio-only options. But if you want to chat, if you want to have input, it's only going to be through Twitch. Okay. Yeah, because we, we basically have, as we say, put all our cards on the table with Twitch because it's a great operation. It's the number one video streaming service on Earth. Correct. And they stream everything. I mean, the most popular the most popular streaming uh options out there are on Twitch. They're yeah. all on Twitch. And it's the, and, and honestly off, off of everything that we have been looking at, Twitch supports their hosts the most. And since they're purchased by Amazon, I think a year or two ago, um, they have been expanding their Twitch audience so that it's not known just as an, an esports gamer site, exactly, which is what it became famous for. Mm -hmm. But now they're realizing that this particular platform and what it can do for you is the perfect type of a platform for talk shows. Now I'm not so. hearing anything about the video. Is the video uh, people? Is the video clean and does it look good? Because I don't have it on my screen here. Um, you could if you wanted to. Hey. Is that door locked? Guys calling out for useless executive producers. I think I well, we got Are you see, bringing us food? I hope. No, what do you got? I got a Ulat. Ulat, which is the milk, for those of you who don't. I was around an Acme. Acme? Did I, you buy water? I had three cases of water for $8. Do I have to go up and open the door for you? The door is locked. I told you, Robin, not to lock the damn door. Uh, okay, I will go upstairs and open him in, or open him in. Uh, let him in. All right, you but let yeah, him in. You, you talk. All right, we we'll come down here and break some balls. I got you. Break, don't break the eggs, though. Because you know what they say. I'm going to change it over so that it's just camera on you only. Oh, beautiful. And I will go. Robin. It is a glorious, picturesque day here. It's a little windy and chilly. I got the shorts on. I busted out the shorts yesterday. Not the board shorts. Though. Not the board shorts, though, no. And not the flip-flops yet, though. I'm not wearing flip-flops. Flip-flops is a bad look, man. It's not a bad look. It's just you shouldn't wear them walking around all the time. I was driving, I was driving around. Luigi's doing a show from the window outside the house. To the walls. To the walls, to the... Uh, and people are linking with their Amazon. I'm going to find the foodie chats thing, though, because it's going to be a big deal. A big effing deal, as uh, former Vice President Joe Biden once said. Because uh, coming up on Monday night, i got to get Steve Green on. Steve Green, of course, the man in charge of foodie chats. The date is uh, it's next Tuesday. 
foodie chats and visit Philly at the historic R2L restaurant. Where's the R2L restaurant? It's the spring happy hour with foodie chats. And let's see. Invite only. So you just can't show up for this baby. But we were going to be there. We should do a show live from there. 5.30 to 7.30, Tuesday, April 16th, Robin. At a restaurant with all the foodie chat nation. Feeling you. Now, we don't have another Mike for Luigi here, do we? No. Yep. Yep. Grab a damn microphone out of the bag there. Can we plug one more in, Robin, or do you have uh, to sync it? Um, I would have to sync it. I, uh, let's not do this right there. All right. It's it's a whole different ball game right now on this. Everybody wants to be around, see? Everybody wants to be. I was minding my own business, getting my car. I was right there. Hey, $3 car wash. Okay, we can't really hear you very well. Yeah, though, you can't so. go over there. Have you, have you hey. done a podcast or any kind of microphone uh, Necessity show? Ridiculous, man. We were giving you love on this. Ridiculous. So, foodie, we may have to do a Foodie Chats Live podcast at this restaurant on Tuesday night. Well, there's no one better at selling the, the, the actual taste of food than you, Tony. I know, I know how to. I know how to. You walk, you're off mic. It sounds unprofessional. Well, this whole operation is unprofessional. No, it's not. Look at this. Robin's got everything fine tuned. This looks like a, 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 a. a studio down here. Yes, I mean, it, does. it really does, man. You like our new board? It I mean, looks fantastic, man. Everything's nice and, and, and put together. Nothing clean. Apart. There's not wires all over the damn place. Robin took a shower. Can you smell her hair? Does her hair smell nice? Yeah, it just, But it won't dry till next Gee, week my long. hair smells terrific. Let's see. Do a Joe Biden and smell her hair. Does it smell good? It's terrific. It was terrific. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrific. Dude, now, you can put your hands on her shoulder and then smell her hair. No. And you could be president if you I did that. Yeah. <laughs> you, too, could be president of the United States of America. Now, you've been I'm, listening to all the updates today about I'm, the Lenny Dykstra and Ron Darling story? Yes. Is that I'm unbelievable? Listening. Well, Lenny was bound to sue someone soon <laughs> enough, man. I mean, come on. And then the, the Astros lawsuit, too. That woman who got the, yep. her finger shattered by a cannon, a T-shirt cannon. Shouldn't the Astros have paid her the $15,000 and dealt with it instead of not paying her any of her medical bills because of the stupid disclaimer on the bottom of a ticket? See, now, I, I agree with you. And I heard when I was coming over, I heard you talk about the lawyers who will literally sue anyone for anything, right? Yes, that's Did true. If you die, come on in. We'll talk to you. Exactly. It's, it's horrible. Not only If you die, not only will they talk to you, they'll register you to vote in Philadelphia <laughs> in the mayoral election next month. And you won't even have to leave your house. <laughs> for you. But the, the feed sounded great. Yeah, no, no, Rob has done a great job. I was job. getting you crystal clear when I was in the drive-thru of the car wash. Oh, wow. Yes, I mean, it was crystal clear. So you're yeah. listening on a, on a mobile device to hear I audio live. On a mobile device. So correct. if you go to twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation live on your phone, you can hear us live? At, w- without no interruptions, no no hesi- no break in the sound, no break in the audio. It's wow. No buffering? No buffering. No buffering. Sweet. No etcetera. No. No any of that stuff. No Motrin. Remember Buffering? Robin doesn't remember Buffering, do you? I do, I do. They still sell Buffering in it. I know, but you don't see it that much. It's all Tylenol. It's all uh, Advil, uh, Aleve. Motrin. Motrin. Oxycodone. uh, Valium. Vicodin. All the faves. I was just at the the Acme over there, and they they got a sale going on some wine, man. I know. I got. I went there the other day. I bought three cases of water for $8. I don't want water. Deer want Park water. water. You never have water in your place. But I have plenty of wine. You got to have wine. We have the wine cellar down here. I understand. You you're know stocked. that. You're stocked, too, man. You know that's right. You're stocked, too. I'm down to three bottles. But Dude. Three bottles that's, that's all I got left. By the way, uh, we got a message here from MM4TN. 
How do you link your Amazon Prime to Twitch? Well, that's Robin's expertise. Robin, how do you do it? So the way that works <laughs> is when you are looking at the stream, mm -hmm. you scroll down and there will be a big red button that says, uh, let me look at it so that I'm actually saying the right thing. So you just scroll down a little bit and you'll see like our schedule. Mm -hmm. You'll see the T-shirt that we sell. Um, more of those to come, by the way. And then it says Twitch Prime, subscribe for free. Just click on that big red button. And it'll send you to the page and it'll give you all the instructions where you have to designate. Once you get to the next page, you have to designate which um, Twitch channel you want to, to subscribe to, subscribe to, for, to for, for a month free. for free. Right. And you just put in Bruno Nation Live. Normally a four ninety nine value. But Correct. for you? Out the door. Out the door. Absolutely free. You don't have to pay a separate fee. Like you do when you buy one thing and you get the second one. I got Riddle over here, like, smacking me in the ass. He's like, pay attention. Like, he's feel. literally smacking me in my ass. Isn't that uh, sexual harassment? No, not to me, it's not. Oh, okay. Not, not the, uh, speaking of free, so remember I told you I gave away those Phillies tickets? Yep. Right? Guess where those seats were? Last night's? Yes. Where were they? Front row 200, dude. No way. And I got another one. I got another set I gave, I'm giving away today. I gave away the entire National Series. The entire national series. The Phillies gave away an entire 6-1 lead last <laughs> night. Come did, on, man. <laughs> I'm just keeping true to the team. That's what it is, man. No, you're doing a good job, man. And you're not even getting paid. I mean, these are paid-for tickets. Yeah, I already bought them in advance. You're not giving away comps like radio stations do, and they get all these, and then everybody thinks that the host is giving them out of You're taking this out of your pocket. Yep. I'm not asking for followers or anything. The guy I gave them to, he was actually trying to get in good favor with the girlfriend by taking the younger brother to the game on Dollar. It was his first baseball game. So he was taking the girlfriend's younger brother? Yes. Oh, that's a good move out of him. That is right. a good move. I told him, though, I said, before you get you get stuck in there, make sure the juice is worth the squeeze, homeboy. All right? Exactly. <laughs> By the way, I got to rip uh, our good buddy, Joe Ruffino, putting ketchup on his Dollar Dogs last night. Put whatever you want on. Ketchup only, though, man. No, no, that's no. That's a no. violation. Mayonnaise, ketchup, Mayonnaise. and mustard with relish. And That's if, if you want to load it up. If you're going to make one op, again, you can do whatever you want. I'm not, I'm joking with Joe. I love Joe. But the point is, you have one option on a hot dog. You got to go mustard, don't you? You got to go mustard. Yeah, you got to go spicy mustard. I, I think you have to because I see some of these hot dogs like Joe's, Joe's hot. It was murdered out, man. It was straight, like it was all ketchup. I know. Was it hot sauce or was it ketchup? It was just ketchup. It looked thick. It looked thick ketchup. Well, that's that stuff was, they got at Assistance Bank Park. It's backed up inside of that thing. Oh, so yeah, exactly. The first squirt, it's all Bam! Except for when you and I went there, and there was no ketchup for like two concourses. We were pumping that some bitch, and it wasn't coming out. Was no but ketchup. that was for a cheesesteak. That was a chicken cheesesteak, though. Yeah, which was a little... Not a hot dog. Not a hot dog. Mustard. Am I wrong? Well, the mustard's off the hot dog since these microphones got turned on downstairs, Tony. You know yes, they mean. are. But it sounded good, doesn't it? What time did you guys start today? We start at noon every day. Where, you, where have you been? Well, I thought it was like noon-ish. You know, right well, it was like maybe a minute after. But we got it all set up, man. Dwayne Wade, Tony. Dwayne done. Wade. Done. Say la vie. And so are the Miami Heat. No, he's got one more game tonight. Mm -hmm. I already gave the breakdown. I already had. Look at this preparation for the show. Look at this preparation. Do you know how it works tonight? Boston and the Pacers are already in. They're, they're, they're the first-round matchup. But the rest of the matchups, one through five, are set. So six, seven, and eight could be changed tonight in the last night of the NBA season. If the Nets beat Miami and Brooklyn tonight, that's Dwayne Wade's actual last game on the road, his last game at home was last night, they will clinch the sixth seed and play the 76ers. So if the Nets win against Miami, Sixers, Nets, first round. 
Now, Orlando can clinch the sixth seed tonight if the Nets lose and the Pistons win against the Knicks at New York. Did you know that? And the Knicks stink. completely. They stink out loud. They stink worse than the Lakers. And everybody quits the Knicks eventually, just like Magic Johnson quit the Lakers. Could you imagine LeBron right now go, what the hell did I do, man? Well, Magic at least waited longer before he quit on the team than LeBron. He quit on the team about two months ago. Right? He gave, he, gave a, he gave him a chance. <laughs> By the way, we want to thank uh, Demeco twenty two one five. He says that he is an IT guy and he can help anybody who cannot get Twitch while at work. Like if your work has blocked Twitch as one of the sites that you are not allowed to go on, he has a workaround. Beautiful. I got to reach around every and, once and, in a while. I mean, yeah, and, <laughs> is that dude, the same thing? Is that the same thing as a reach around? <laughs> <laughs> a little different. A little different. It still, it still makes you happy at the end. That's all it's about. <laughs> By the way, we have the final word now on, on the proper condiments for meat product. Oh, here we go. And it's from Demeco215. Again, yeah. Mustard on hot dogs, soft pretzels, ketchup on fries. See, I'm not into any of the like, oh, you can't do this on No, this. you can do whatever you want. I'm just giving you the, you know, there's, there's the, the etiquette. Say that because you put every damn thing on yeah. everything. So well, mayonnaise belongs on pretty much anything. Well, this is what Robin does, right? We go Ma- out well, mustard on white meat, ketchup on dark meat. Anytime I well, put I put anything on dark meat. I mean, I, I, everything goes on dark meat. Rob, anytime we go out anywhere, what does Robin say? Can mayonnaise. I have all the sauces, please. Yes. Can we have all the sauces? To disgrace. That's because I'm a saucy girl. G Love gives me the special sauce. That's the only one I need. And he likes cool beverages. Yes, he does, and he follows me on Twitter. You know, G. He's a Philly guy. You know. You well, know G-Love and the special sauce. So it is 